Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. It's the official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom T-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 440-242-9648 or check out their website at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Redline Radio sent you. For all of our programming information, you can check us out on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our great programming and live 24-hour music on the Redline Radio LLC app. You can find it on the Google Play Store, but you can also check us out at RedlineRadioLLC.com where we are always live.
This is really gross, but dirty trash cans can pose a serious health risk to you and your family. The pungent smell can attract rats and flies, not to mention maggots, both of which can contain dangerous diseases transferable to humans. Your dirty trash can is susceptible to harboring dangerous bacteria. Contact Brandon at Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning today at 440-752-1533 or find them on Facebook. Veteran owned and operated and eco-friendly. Again, call Brandon at 440-752-1533. Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Tim Buck2. Kyle coming live from the Bat Cave. He's a little under the weather today. What's up, fellas? What's going, what's going on, on man? Not a whole lot. Look at that. You guys are almost saying the same damn thing at the same time. I like it. <laughs> a couple of what's going on, man. It's from the both of you. Uh, we are blessed right now to have Dave, owner, founder, CEO, chairman of the board, whatever you want to call him. Dave is here live. Redline Radio's own. Thank you for blessing us here in Studio 2. Did you guys know that uh, Studio 2 is state-of-the-art? Growing Wings Adult Services, they're the official sponsor of Studio 2. Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa at 234-334-7547. Yes, Kyle, I am starting the show with ads. I hope you're ready. Uh, I hope I'm, I'm not ready. You, you didn't get my text message. I just sent it to you. My ad oh, sheet's in my car. So I'm like, you got to roll with these. I'm sorry. Okay, that's, that's my, damn it. I tried to get you right off the rip. I was planning this all day when I knew you weren't coming. I guess I, I like, can help damn it. All right, Tim's up then. Tim's on. I can help you a little bit because, you know, you know, originally I'm always at Studio One, which is uh, Detroit Auto Parts, the home of Redline Radio Studio One. They got two convenient locations, one on two? the east side. Yeah. No and shit. One on the east side is two, East 200 Street. Uh, you can call them at 216-531-7373 or the west side where I always reside. Um, that number is 216-398-7373. That one's on Pearl and Burger. And if you mention Redline Radio, you will get 10% off your, off your purchase. No shit. Let's do that, everybody. Everywhere you go, even if they're not an official Redline sponsor, mention Redline Radio. Maybe A, you'll get a discount, or B, you'll get a new Redline Radio sponsor. So just throw the name go. out as much as you can. Uh, I really thought I was going to get Kyle on this one, but he 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 pulled the curtain over my eyes the last second. Right. I'm he's sick, though. He feels, he feels like he's got a little clog in his throat. If you have a clog in anything in your throat, I can't help you, nor can anybody at Redline Radio. But if you have a clog in your pipe, you're going to want to call Smith's Drain Service LLC. They're your local drain cleaning experts. They specialize in main sewer lines, bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains and downspouts, and so, so much more. Family owned and operated. You can call Smith's Drain Service today, 440-242-8704. You know who had to call Smith's Drain Service? Who's that? Uh, the Rusty's first saloon after I blew up the toilet. <laughs> I was Shit in, happens, literally. Literally. I was in <laughs> Vegas. I drank a whole bunch. And uh, I was like, yo, I got to go take a shit. And I went in their bathroom and I, I destroyed it. Um, so that's how they became the biggest hole in the wall <laughs> bar in uh in for the last two years because it was two years ago when it when it happened. So if you're in Vegas, go ahead and check out the Rusty Spoon Saloon. They definitely had a big hole in there doing something. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Right. Uh, this Saturday, for those of you that uh, are are waking up early with us, we're going to be live at Dynatech in Illyria. Uh, Dynatech, they are the only saw blade company recommended by the pavement marketing pavement marking manufacturing industry. They're located in Illyria, Ohio. Dynatech is committed to being the top diamond saw blade company around the world. Their products include saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, tile saws, and other construction equipment. 
They stand behind their products with warranties and customer services that keep their customers satisfied. And they're ranked the best in the country. Check out Dynatech at 161 Reeser Court, Illyria, uh, Ohio, 44, wait, Reeser Court as the street, Illyria, Ohio, this damn punctuation from Lee, throwing him right under the bus to start <laughs> off. Um, it's Illyria, Ohio, 44035. Call 1-800-446-9001 or visit their website, Dynatech.com, D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H.com. Um, it was it's funny that you, you mentioned uh, Dynatech next because when we did our show uh, at, at Lucy's, which we can get to later, damn I right, got, I got to meet uh, uh, Mike and D- uh, Diane from. Did you really? Yes, Incredible Keepsakes. Uh, they're pretty dope. They when I was there, we got a cup just like this. No uh, shit. Uh, and a keychain. They also customize other things. They do like, everything. Yeah, I got a binder. It has my name on it. It's pretty sweet. So if you need something like that, you can call Incredible Keepsakes today at 440-242-9648. And all of the show hosts call them. They always do all type of merchandise for us because they are our official merchandise provider for Redline Radio. You can also check out what they provide at, uh, at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. As Diane will say, cherished moments are made to last forever. Now, while we're at Dynatech, it's not only going to be Kyle, myself, and Tim representing Talking About Balls. There's going to be Lex Vegas. There's going to be, well, it was going to be Club Pizzle, but he cannot make it. So, Lex Vegas, if you can't make it, if you can't watch him tomorrow night, get a sneak peek on Saturday to see what he's all about. But if you can't make it to Saturday's show or you can't watch it, whatever, check him out on Thursday nights. Lex Vegas likes to uh, get things going on Thursday for the culture. But leading him in, though, is what it, uh, that guy, Dub. His yeah. show starts at what? It's 4 o'clock, right? 3 yeah. o'clock, 4 o'clock? Three, 3 o'clock, but I think it's going to be 4 o'clock this week. I'm not okay. Sure. But four o'clock, Dub just started last week, started on Thanksgiving. That's a bold move. Yeah. I like that. Bold. I respect that. Middle of the day, started off. Uh, but after after Dub, you got Lex Vegas. After Lex Vegas, of course, you've got Club Pizzle uh, at Studio One. Studio Two, you've got Broad Street South and Money's Crazy Soundtrack every Thursday night. Friday nights, you, of course, have the Grapevine with the one and only Grape. Miss that guy. Uh, I was happy to see him at the Lucy's Comedy Show. It was great catching up with him. Uh, Money's Crazy Mind is also 8 o'clock from, to 10 o'clock from Studio One on Friday night. Saturdays, we have 4th and 15 from 2 to 4. Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen from 8.30 to 9.30. TMI, too much information from 10 to midnight. And then you have your Sundays. Nice way to ease into the work week, which nobody's excited for. But one way to get you there is by watching Kevin Kwan, Professional and Professionals, 3 to 5. It's Medium Ratchet. Time. It's always a good time. They're funny <laughs> as hell. Medium Ratchet from 6 to 7, leading in the Steel City Running Lights, who, again, we have one of the three here. And uh, then Monday night, you get on the couch for Just Therapy. And then Tuesday, my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Buck, too. <laughs> Tim Buck Tuesdays. Can't miss it. Last night, unfortunately, I, I missed it. I had a dentist appointment, then I went right to the movies. So, you know it, how it is. It was great and bad at the same time. Was it? I'll, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. I like watching it live like, talk with you, but I'll watch it. I'll watch the follow-up for sure. But that's Tuesday nights from 6 to 8. And then you also have Gary Wenner spinning the tunes in Broad Street South from Studio One. Wednesdays, of course, you have Talking About Balls from 7 to 9. And at 8.30, you've got She Vibes. And that's going to round out Redline Radio. Again, every day of the week, there's something going on. If you miss it live, check it out later. Always something happening, you know. So I, it looks like you brought your. It looks like you brought your son to work. It looks like Tim's like the little bring your kid to work. Oh, guy yeah. Hello, yeah. hi dad. Nothing wrong with hi, that. Uncle Cal. <laughs> hi, Uncle Cal. And, and honestly, you don't need me for these ad reads anymore, man. Tim fucking killed it. Way to go, buddy. I appreciate you. I appreciate. It's safe it. to say, Tim is a professional. Tim he knows what to do about about doing ad reads for the show. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I wanted to try to get Kyle. And he got me instead. So that's how that goes. Unplanned. Unplanned. Yeah, I was really excited all day. I'm like, I'm going to literally start the show off. 
And again, I don't plan how I'm going to do it. So with Dave being here, I was like, perfect. I'm going to mention Dave. I'm going to say Dave is live at Studio 2. Fucking perfect. And then Kyle's like, nope, change up. Not happening. <laughs> but anyway, we're professionals. We roll with the punches. Here we go. Uh, let's get right into it. Browns finally get a win. First time they won a game on a Sunday in quite some time, if I'm being honest. Their first win of the season was on a Sunday against Carolina. Then their second win came against Pittsburgh on Thursday night. And then their third win, Cincinnati, Monday night football. And they have not won since. So Sundays have been a very gloomy day in Cleveland until last week. Kind of nice. I don't know. Uh, you guys all watch the game? Oh, yeah. I sat at the edge of the seat watching this game. I uh, honestly, just to, just to watch, the, watch the first half of the game, I was like, pretty typical Browns. You know, went down and scored the first drive. We all, it's predictable now. You know, they make the first drive, it's easy. They score a touchdown. And then after that, they couldn't do shit. And then, you know, Tom Brady, I think, um, I think Tom Brady beat himself in this game, to be honest. You know, that's something I actually wrote down. Tom Brady looks washed. I mean, I feel like that guy, he looks like he needs to call it right now. Like, there's nothing left in that tank. I'm not a problem. He's no longer getting his dick sucked by his wife. I mean, (laughs) you really think getting your dick sucked is a problem for Tom Brady right now, even though he's divorced? (laughs) That dude can walk out of his house and have a line of women ready to blow him. I don't think that's a problem. It's not Um, the same. That's it has true. No, it has no significant value. That's true. He, he can't yell at his kids while he's getting his dick sucked. That's the fun part. Get yeah, out of let's here. Let's give a round of applause. That defense looked amazing. <laughs> that Browns defense looked great. So, I mean, they're the reason why we won that game, I think. Yeah, I mean, that was another thing, too, is you got people and, – and I'm not knocking the guy by any stretch of the imagination. He had a really good game. Martin Emerson, the rookie, lined up most of the game exclusively on Mike Evans. He was praised for his performance, looked really good. However – is it because of Martin Emerson's defense or was it because Tom Brady missed how many wide open throws? How many times did Mike Evans have a step on Emerson and Brady just overthrew him where I'm watching it. I see the ball go up and I'm like, Oh fuck, he's going to walk into the end zone. But Brady was at least four, three or four times where that should have been a touchdown because he over either overthrew him or he underthrew him. One of the, I mean, it was like Brady was not accurate that day unless he was doing his like five step out passes that Brady's notorious for to Godwin. He wasn't hitting many people across the middle or down the sidelines. Which that's where, you know, peel back the curtain, get kind of nerdy. I'd really be interested to see is is that because Emerson was screwing up the timing of the routes or was it just because Tom Brady doesn't have it anymore? I mean, we'll never know, but um, it's fun to speculate because you do have a lot of options of, you know, you you hope I've seen Emerson play well. I've seen Emerson play poorly. Um, I've seen him get beat. I've seen him make some decent plays. I mean, I think he's one of the league leaders in uh, passes defense. So he's really good at that. He's a ball hawk. However, a lot of the plays on Sunday was just Tom Brady not looking good. And I'm, I'm watching it going, what the hell just happened? And then, yeah, I mean, we played with uh, that fucking German guy at, at, at Froholt or whatever at center again. And he actually held his own against Vita Vea, who's arguably one of the best defensive tackles in football. I'd say he's number two right behind Aaron Donald. Yeah, that was making me – I was going to make me nervous going into the game. I thought for sure our, our offensive line was going to get eaten up in the middle, um, like always. You know, I wasn't trusting that center, but – uh, they did. They did. They held out, and um, I think the the uh, all star of the game is by far uh, Miles Garrett. That last fourth quarter going into overtime. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he earned his money. I mean, that's another one. I saw uh, your buddy Bo getting all fucking worked up. I think he was trying huh. to bait me into a conversation um, about T.J. Watt. I'm sure. Yeah, he made a post earlier today that because technically Pro Football Focus rated Kenny Pickett as the highest rated quarterback of the weekend. <laughs> uh, but again. Pro Football Focus, they, they're they very honest about their rankings and how they do things, and they're not here to tell you that he's the best player in, in the game or anything like that. They strictly go off of, like, 
how efficient a guy was making right decisions. It, even in an incompletion, they look at it and they go, that was still a catchable ball. Like the, the placement, it's, it's super analytical. Um, but I, I saw that guy, the Pony Express, the dude that Ken Carmen talks to all the time. Andrew, what is it? What's his name? Philip Pony. Andrew Philip Pony, dude from Pittsburgh. Fuck yeah, that, dude. he's the one who tweeted out that Kenny Pickett was the number one ranked quarterback from uh, Pro Football Focus. And your buddy Bo re- reposted that. And he's like, he was shitting on Kenny Pickett. And he said, like, this is why Pro Football Focus is a joke. And then he's like, and it's it's what idiots use to say Miles Garrett's better than TJ Watt. But again, there is more proof than just Pro Football Focus that shows you that TJ Watt and Miles Garrett do not get played the same way by offenses. It's not even close. You, you didn't take the bait? No, 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 no. I I, I decided to go. I was going to – I'm not going to lie. I Googled uh, who gets double team and triple team most in the NFL, and I was going to shove that in his face. But then I was like, nope, be the bigger person. I'm not going to do that today. I'm not arguing with people. Oh, shit. Kind of girl. I'm always the bigger person. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you saw some of those replays, right? With uh, Miles coming off the end, like he'd come off the end and he'd get he'd get pushed, and then he'd get checked by the guard. The guard would come down and check him right after he got past that tackle. I mean, he was getting double teamed all fucking game. Miles Garrett again. A lot of fans just look at the stat sheet. They'll look at a stat sheet and go, "Miles Garrett didn't have any sacks. He sucks. He's not doing his job." Realistically, though. He's leading the league in in uh, win off the win off the snap. He he beats his his blocker better than anybody in the NFL. He um, his quarterback pressure rating is one of the highest in the NFL. So he may not necessarily get the sack, but he's doing enough to make the quarterback throw the ball early, which is just as efficient. It's not quite a sack, but it's just as efficient because you're making them play out of rhythm. You're making the quarterback make dumb decisions. That's so good, and because it's not an official stat. Fans are going, this guy sucks. He's overrated. He's overpaid. And he's doing it with that bum shoulder from the car accident. Um, and he again, he's beating he's- that tackle every play. And he's getting past him eventually. But yeah. that guard was, was folding down on him, was was checking him, and he couldn't get to Brady in time. And that's what yeah. allowed Clowney eventually and Elliott to get to Brady too, was yeah, it took that guard off and Elliott slid in. Yeah. I would say that was Clowney's best game since, I mean, shit, probably the the Ravens game. I would I would say that because I think Clowney had a pretty decent game, and then at the Eventually, end, I mean, it's, it's glad he finally showed up. David <laughs> Joku touchdown. That was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen, and I'm not just saying that as a Browns fan. That was literally one of the greatest catches you'll ever see, especially when you put all of the elements that were behind it. It wasn't just like a random first down catch or something like that. He caught the game tying fourth quarter, less than a minute to go, fourth down. One-handed catch in the in the back of the end zone. That was incredible. I mean, honestly, one of the best things you'll ever see in football. And this this is like the scenario you do as kids. Like you're in the backyard. You're like, all right, it's fourth quarter. We got 20, 20 seconds left. We're down. We have to go score a touchdown. And boom, there it is. So. And we can barely do it, uh, you know, as unathletic kids just fucking around in the backyard. He did it in the middle of an NFL game with a guy draped all over him. Still made the catch. It was insane. Honestly, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that. I was... So so impressed with that. And this is this is a guy that two years ago that guy would never made that catch because he was dropping shit left and right. I mean, like Adam just said, he he dropped the pass earlier that game, which happens. Well, I mean, Njoku's not perfect. Njoku's thing he he makes the crazy catches, but he doesn't make the easy ones. It's like you have the, to make the, in the numbers catches he can't make. Yeah, yeah. If you throw it right in his hands, butterfingers. You throw it where you're looking and you're like, shit, that's way off. He's gonna snag those. It, it's amazing that he can do that. But more power to him. That catch was crucial. Um, I know it's far-fetched. I know we talk about it a little bit. It's a pipe dream, but obviously playoffs are still very, very possible. Playoffs, huh? And that catch 
single-handedly kept our season alive. Because, I mean, again, think about it. We have a relatively easy schedule going forward. We have six games remaining. We have Houston. We have New Orleans, who stink. We have Pittsburgh, who I don't even know what to make of Pittsburgh. I mean, Dave's here. I'm sure he doesn't even know what to make of them. Um, they lost. An, they had one of the ugliest wins I've ever seen against the Colts on Monday night. Because the Colts what are snooze, What a snooze fest that game. That game was oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was flipping channels a lot. Um, just a boring game. Both quarterbacks looked like they didn't want to win the game. Uh, Kenny Pickett, again, you guys know where I stand with that. I was very open about not liking him well before he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, we were doing our pre-draft shows. I was saying, like, any team that drafts Kenny Pickett's going to regret it. And then Pittsburgh took him. And that's what I like about Pittsburgh fans is a lot of them are – most of them are, are realistic. And even they weren't too excited about the Kenny Pickett selection because they saw this guy's not that great. And I respect I mean, teams that are he, about their own team. He's doing what, what's asked of him. I mean, he's running an offense the way it's drawn up. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, Canada is a piece of shit offensive coordinator. So he's doing the best he can with what's given to him. I still don't think he's the answer. I don't think the quarterback, he's a long-term answer there. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they, they find ways to win. But I think, honestly, we both said it last week, TJ Watt coming back to that team has been like the fire that that team like was looking for, I guess, just to get them motivated a little bit to even perform even halfway. Decent. He was actually well, well blocked on uh, Monday night. TJ yeah. Watt was kind of a ghost for most of that game. You didn't hear from him a lot. He's that cheerleader though out there. You know? He had one more tackle on Saturday than he did in, or on, on Monday night. I'm sorry. than he did in the, the playoff game against the Browns. Cause I don't even think he had one stat in that. I'm being honest. I'm not even trying to fuck around. I really don't think he did one thing. One thing in that game, and I love it. I'll, I'll never forget that. Even though Baker was a quarterback, I still enjoyed that night. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Browns win again. It keeps the season alive. Uh, easy schedule going forward, kind of. You have Cincinnati, you've got Pittsburgh, you've got Baltimore, you've got Washington, New Orleans, and Houston. Um, some very winnable. Do I hear, do I hear six and zero? Is that what we're calling? I mean, I don't want to get that far ahead of myself and get that <laughs> excited. I mean, don't get me wrong. We lost only two games were blowouts. We lost to Miami, ugly, and an ugly loss to New England. Every other game, we were right in it. It was like one little stupid mistake, a couple missed kicks here and there. Uh, you know, a bad play by Jacoby, a bad drive. The run couldn't get established. Little things like that. The defense giving up too many big plays. Little things like that cost us a lot of wins where we should be sitting around 500 right now if we're being realistic. Um, like the Jet game, utter collapse by the defense. We lost an onside kick. Onside kick percentages is like 2% success rate. The Jets got one on us. So it's almost impossible. And they did it. So they really needed like a lot of luck to beat us. Um, Atlanta, the same thing. We pissed that away. David and Joku had a huge fumble. Uh, we couldn't stop the run. Just a lot of games. We were right there. We just needed a little bit of a couple of things to go our way. And this season would look totally different. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on the, the NK York right now? Because even after last game, it's just one of those. Ugh. You don't trust it. Like, honestly, were you holding your breath when we scored that touchdown to tie it? And you're like, shit, we're going to miss this fucking field goal, aren't we? Honestly, no. I, at that point, okay. I, I kind of – I've let myself accept that this season's kind of like a – it was a, it's a lost season because it had to be because of the, the Watson situation. So any win you got with Jacoby Brissett was just a blessing. It was one of those things of like, thank God. Um, and, and, no, I wasn't nervous for that because – uh, that kick or that catch was so incredible that I was still just in fucking shock that like the kick didn't even register to me that we were going to do that. Um, I guess in hindsight, I should have been nervous based on how our special teams has gone this year. I but, was, I honestly said, shit, here we go. We're going to miss it. This is the Browns fashion right here. We're going to yank this. I think if anything, I was more so I was dealing with texts and I was telling people 
were not going for two here that were freaking out thinking we were going to go for two, which I honestly wouldn't have been the worst decision in the world. The way Cade York has been kicking, but that, a lot of that kick were, earlier in the game was that blocked or did he really yank that left bad? He yanked it. Um, going back, I rewound it a couple times, and I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. It's going to sound like that, but when I rewatched it, it was it was wet. The field was shitty. Uh, I know a lot of the Buccaneers were complaining about the field conditions because of the guy driving the cart on the field and shit like that. And I'm not saying that they were in a spot where the wheels were on. I cannot believe they didn't have time to fix those ruts. I mean, I can't believe they left I it didn't there. Think it was going to look the way it did. Uh, I, I saw pictures of it the morning of, and I was in disbelief. But uh, in Cade York's defense, it did look like when he made when he went for his kick, his plant foot kind of slipped out from him. Like he didn't he didn't plant properly. Like he went down and his foot moved. I don't know if that's him or if that was the the, the turf, whatever. But it didn't look like his plant foot, his planting foot got planted properly. So that would cause you to shank a kick. Well, I guess I hope we don't have to play in snow because Jesus Christ. He's no Vinatieri, huh? <laughs> he needs to figure out how to get some fucking some proper traction, some better cleats. Um the I mean the other kicks getting blocked, things like that. To me, that screams a special teams issue. Um, and I'm not blaming him either, but uh Cody Bjorkes, the 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 punter, he it's statistically proven that when he was the placeholder for Mason Crosby in Green Bay. That was Mason Crosby's worst year as a professional kicker. Not blaming him at all. It looked like the kick was, like the hold was fine. Laces were out. Everything looked good. But just statistically speaking, Mason Crosby had his worst career year when Bjorkes was his holder. I heard this stat. I also heard that when he held for another kicker, that kicker had his worst season too because he also held for someone else. Yeah, I don't remember where all he's been, Bjorkes. I only know – I remember him from being in Green Bay. I can't recall the other team. I heard this said on the morning show. I think it was uh, Lima who brought it up that said that his with Crosby, then the where he went afterwards or before Crosby, he had his worst season too, uh, just because of how his how he holds or his mistakes with holding the ball. And so it, that's I don't know. the funny thing for us is like everyone watching at home, like kicking a field goal hard as fuck. I don't know if you guys have ever actually tried to do it. It's <laughs> really fucking difficult. Like it looks so easy when they do it, but if any of us go out onto a field and try to kick a ball, it's probably just going to dribble. Like it's not even going to get lift off. Um, I've gotten I've gotten a ten yarder before, so you're, you really? you're welcome. Yeah, once go past ten yards, no fucking way. I just ding off the thing. So, I mean, hey, take it, take what you can get, but it's not easy, and you can attest to that after doing it. Oh yeah. Um, no. But it, it, again, watching from home, it looks like it's just a simple snap, hold, done. But it could be as simple as Bjorkas gets the ball. Maybe when he places his finger down, the ball angles a little bit, and that's enough to fuck up a kicker. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of kicking. I really don't know much about it. Um, I hate soccer and, and kicking shit and stuff like that. I think field goals and kickoffs should be abolished if it's up to me. Um, but Go Team USA. With that being said, I think Mike Prefer is still going to get shit-canned at the end of the year, rightfully so, and that's when um, – Maybe Cade York gets shit going again. Hopefully, I, a lot of coaches need to be fired after this year. Even if we go on a six-zero run, we have to look hard and close at our defense and special teams for sure. I will say Tony Grosty had something kind of. I wasn't anticipating him to say this the other day. They asked man, me, "You and you're 85." I tell you, man, 850. I love it. I feel like I'm 85 listening to that show. But he came on there and they said, if the Browns went out and the defense looks <clears> good, does Joe Wood save his job? And he's like. I would think so. Yeah, why not? If if they went out and the defense actually looks good, why why would you fire a guy like that? And I kind of understand that because there's there's two situations that I have. It seems like the scheme was a little complicated. I don't know if you heard this week they talked to the reporters and they said they interviewed the Browns. Uh, they interviewed Joe Woods and he said he has simplified the defense as much as he can. He told the guys just go out there and play fast, stop thinking so much, and the defense shut down Tom Brady again, albeit a geriatric divorced mentally fucked Tom Brady still 
they were able to contain him and put him down and get the win. If that continues to go forward, I also, and I love the guy, but I will put a little criticism on him here. Andrew Barry, he needs to get some better talent in here because your boy, especially, I, I love the pick too, but JOK, I think JOK is, is he has so much untapped potential that they need to figure out because he doesn't have defensive tackles in front of him. Imagine, like, you see what he can do at the line of scrimmage where he can go untouched, wiggle through a defender a couple of blocks and make a tackle where you're like, where the fuck did he come from? And you watch it on tape, and it looks like he's a ghost. Like, you don't understand how he's making those moves. He's, like, moves. coming across the field, and he makes his way through and gets to it. Yeah, he moves right. laterally I mean, faster than most people can go, like, north and south. Um, it's incredible, truthfully. And that's a guy that I was thinking about today, and I'm like, imagine how good he would be because I saw a, a, a stat that said something about he has, like, the most tackles for loss without a sack or something like that at like 16 and imagine if we had good defensive tackles. I feel like you could really get a lot out of JOK if they actually gave that him has, that has to be a need to go after in the offseason, whether it's a free it's agent signing a trade or something. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes me feel bad, not feel bad necessarily, but makes me feel like Joe Woods isn't as bad as the defenses look because Joe Woods has had success with this defense. Last year we had a top 10 defense. The defense looked really good. This year it looks really bad. Part of me wonders, is that the talent? You've had, uh, not Jacoby Brissett, I'm sorry, uh, Jadavian Clowney uh, not look good. Jadavian Clowney, I'll be honest, has looked old. He hasn't been as productive or as effective as we want him to be. Our defensive tackles are statistically the worst in football. Um, I imagine if we upgraded a couple of those spots, that would change everything for the defense. Our defense is based getting pressure on the quarterback, letting the secondary create havoc for the quarterback and, and create turnovers and stuff like that. But we're not getting any pressure. So quarterbacks have a ton of time to stand back there and throw and guys are wide open. So it makes so you're me off. The, you're off the Joe Woods fire train now. Is not that what you're saying? I mean, if they did it, I would totally understand it again. We pretty much are going to have to go six and zero, and the defense is going to have to dominate in every game. And that's the only way. Why does who line off upsides? Who would I miss? I don't know. Who are we talking about? TJ Watt? Is it Watt? I mean, we know Watt does. Watt's notorious. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have a lot of – or Jadavian Clowney does get a lot of offsides calls. Maybe that's who he's talking about, probably Clowney. Oh. He is known for one every couple of Clowney. games. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean that's – He won't be here next year anyways. Clowney's gone. No. We're not going to resign him for another year contract. So. The sad thing is for Clowney is the older he gets, the slower he's going to get. So him trying to get that upper hand on the tackle – is the offside call because he's doing everything in his power to get that one inch of leverage that he can get. And the older he gets, the slower he gets, it's harder for him to get that advantage. So that's probably why you're going to see more offside calls on him because he is trying to be a little more aggressive because he has to be. But yeah, I mean, I think you address the, the tackle, you bring in another end um, and a linebacker. Hopefully we, we get a linebacker next year or either the draft or we sign someone. Um, and I think you're, you're fixing a majority of where your issues are right now. Do you think uh, Perry and Winfrey got his shit together? I don't know, man. I just he's. I feel like he's a head case, and I feel like the Browns notoriously bring in these head cases and kind of roll the dice with them. Um, but I, 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 not all, not all straight upstairs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Robert, I, what's up, Robert? I, I think I think he has so much potential, and I'm hoping he got his shit together because I'm really I'm a big fan of his. I want him to get his shit together and be that guy. But I feel like we don't know who he is, so we can't trust him to be that guy. Did we talk about all the shit that he did last week, or was that after our show? That was after our show. We haven't talked about it, no. So I don't no, know. No, it was. It was. I think it was during our show. Was it? You talking about where he like tweeted something before and he was out for two weeks? He uh, he liked a tweet or something like that. Yeah, that we talked about it last week. Yeah. I can remember. 
Uh, last week's episode was kind of a blur. We rushed through it. We were doing some drinking. It was a fun time. No, uh, Pre- when, I was, when I was writing up this week's show, I'm like, fuck, did we already go over that? We probably did. Uh, but yeah, no, Perry and Winfrey is a, is a guy that, I mean, he hasn't done anything too exciting or anything like that yet. But when you see him out there, it kind of makes me feel good of like, okay, here's a draft pick developing, getting better practice, you know, getting some experience. And then, you know, he'll probably be, he'll, he probably won't be active. Excuse me, this Sunday, there's a classic burp. Um, that's just how it goes. And that's, and that's what I'm excited about. You know, Emerson with, I mean, look at him. He's out there. He's active. He's playing. He's doing well, grading out well. I mean, yeah, the ceiling's I mean, high for him. Besides Emerson, stay fucking healthy. I mean, when's the last time we played with all three of our starting corners with, with Newsom, Ward, and Emerson? Was it maybe Monday Night Football, or was Ward not even in that game? I don't recall. I don't, I don't remember. And I feel like Ward has been teaching the other guys how to do tackling because every fucking cornerback on the team just dive bombs at him and then doesn't wrap him up. What the fuck's up with that shit? Newsom's concussion, unfortunately, happened in practice, which is really irritating to me when you have an injury like that and that happens in practice because – like it's especially because if I'm not mistaken, it was the Friday practice right before the game uh, two weeks ago or whatever, whenever he got hurt. And it's one of those things of like, how fucking hard are they going in practice two days before the game? That's causing a concussion. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the most important aspect. Like Friday and Saturday is like, damn near put the players in bubble wrap, keep them safe, make sure they're ready to go on Sunday. And uh, don't they have those stupid fucking bubble helmets? That they yeah. You should wear those things. All of our, no, all of our cornerbacks should be wearing them. Yeah, and then even when they're not practicing or playing football, they should be wearing them just to be safe because I feel like they're a head injury away from Denzel Ward brushing his teeth too hard. He has a concussion. Miles Garrett should wear one when he's driving, clearly. So he needs to just never drive again. He needs to be see Miles Garrett needs to take a page out of Lee Money and just stop driving. You can't get hurt if you don't drive. <laughs> I knew you guys would like that one. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Damn, um, he's probably at home, like itching right now because like, we, know, we know he's not out anywhere. He's definitely at home. So. <laughs> oh, is he? Um, I, I'm just kidding. You know, we love you, Lee, to an extent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Miles Garrett. You could tell that shoulder's still fucking with him. Um, it, 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 it it's painful for me to watch every game. He's getting double, triple teamed. He's huffing and puffing. He looks exhausted. Like he looks like a guy who's <clears throat> the last man standing in like the movie 300. He's just so fucking exhausted and tired and ready to keel over. But like you said, he showed up in that fourth quarter, even in overtime, and we really needed him to make some huge plays. And he did that. And he is one of the main reasons we won that game. I mean, I, well, I thought he was going to be out because he got, he walked to the sideline in the middle of that game, I think. And like his shoulder was dipped down and shit. I thought I'm like, fuck. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it if it's like, dislocated or something like that where he has to walk out and like have trainers work on it intensely for a couple plays. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, in my opinion, if, if it wasn't Jacoby Brissett's final game as the starter, then I do think they probably would have given the game ball and made like the quote unquote game MVP miles Garrett. Uh, but Jacoby deserved it. Jacoby had a great game. Went out there. What, a way, to, what, what a way to send him off, you know, big victory. He brings us back. He scores a touchdown. You know, he does, I mean, good, good for you. Thanks for your time. Now take a seat and hold the clipboard. Right. I mean, he is, he's now in his perfect situation. He needs to be the backup quarterback. He's a, there's nobody I can think of that I would want more as my backup quarterback on my team than Jacoby Brissett, seeing what I saw. 
He just wrote himself a paycheck next year, though, because he's not going to come back here. I honestly, I believe a team's going to pick him up and pay him more than we're going to want to pay him as a backup. Because I think he yeah, showed. I mean, he's he's at a point now where it's in his career where yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's easy for me to say don't take the money, but I could also see the Browns being like, hey, we'd love to have you back as the backup, but we're we're not going to match whatever you know hypothetically the Jets are going to offer you or somebody like that. So. I'd be okay if he stayed on a discount. If he was like, you know what? I just love the culture in Cleveland. I love working with these guys. I love being the backup. You know, I'd be more than okay with being a mentor and, and working with Deshaun Watson because he's got experience from being with Tom Brady. He he won a Super Bowl technically with the with the Patriots. He didn't see the field, but he still got a ring. He was still learning in the quarterback room, uh, picking the brain of Tom Brady for you know a couple seasons until he got traded to Indianapolis. So. That's a guy I would love to have here, but again, he'd have to take a huge discount. So it's kind of one of those things of, I won't be mad if he leaves for the money, but I would also, I'd be really happy if he stayed for a discount. The only unfortunate thing for him is that uh, Stefanski won't go with him. And I think Stefanski is the reason why Jacoby just put up record, like career record numbers this year for him, you know, um, uh, yards and, and uh, completion percentage and everything. I think, um, that's the reason why Jacoby, I mean, Jacoby's succeeding this year. And it's unfortunate. I don't think he can do as well if he doesn't go to a team that has an offensive line like we do that gives him time to do what he had to do this year. Um, I don't see it happening. Maybe he sees that too. Maybe he's like, you know what? I want to stick around because I can do well in this system if I have to play again. I don't know. No, absolutely. I mean, you, you've seen it um, everywhere Stefanski has gone. Kevin Stefanski helped make Kirk Cousins into what he's turning into as an actually a pretty decent quarterback. I'm not going to lie. Uh, then he came to Cleveland, took Baker Mayfield. Again, I, I I liked Baker. He was a good quarterback, not great. Kevin Stefanski made fans truly argue that he should be getting this huge contract. He should be the franchise guy for Cleveland, even though I was very <clears throat> against it. Stefanski made him look so damn good that fans were kind of brainwashed by that. Jacoby Brissett, same thing as you said. Um, I wonder if other teams are going to understand that Jacoby Brissett will not be this version of Jacoby Brissett next year without Kevin Stefanski. So maybe that makes teams not offer what he expects to get because they know they're not getting the Stefanski version of Jacoby Brissett. They're getting the normal version or whatever their coaching staff is because a team that's going to sign Brissett, and I love the guy, they're, they're probably going to be a bad team. Right. Any team that's going to need some stopgap bridge quarterback is not going to be a good team. So the coaching is not going to be good. The talent around him is not going to be good, which means Jacoby Brissett's not going to play well. So again, does he want the money or does he just want to stay here and try to get a championship? I'm curious to see what happens to them. I mean, again, no harm, no foul against the guy. I won't, I won't blame him if he leaves, uh, but I would love it if he stayed. Uh, Carolina, Robert says, I don't know. Cause Carolina is going to have a really good draft pick. So they're going to be able to get like uh, Bryce young. They're going to get Will Levis. They're going to get CJ Stroud. Those guys I think can pretty much, I, I think a lot of teams are going to learn what Pittsburgh did this year and go, we don't want to make that mistake. We're not going to sign a veteran like Mitch Trubisky, draft a rookie, and then go to the rookie three weeks into the season. Why waste the money on a guy like Jacoby Brissett when the, the Panthers have already they, – they, last year they drafted Matt Corral. He got hurt, of course. Last year before, they traded for Sam uh, Darnold. This year, they traded for Baker Mayfield. How many old veteran quarterbacks do you really need to keep bringing in if you're Carolina until eventually you just go Plus, fuck it? Here's a I rookie. think Carolina is going to ride with Corral next year. They're going to let him come back and see what he has. And that's what I think so too. If anything, if they do, I think they're still going to. It's a whole new regime, so I think they're going to draft uh, a top top five quarterback. Um, 
So yeah, maybe they start Corral. Just maybe there's, if anything, there's going to be a quarterback competition between Corral and the rookie quarterback they take this year. But um, they'll bring in a veteran, of course, because you want a veteran in the in the locker room. But maybe that is just Sam Darnold. Maybe they bring him back on a cheap contract or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe I can't see Jacoby going down there knowing that again he's going to a spot where they're going to draft a top ten quarterback where he will only be the starter for half the season. Does Jacoby want to go through that again? He did that this year with Watson. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them. A lot of shit. To, a lot of shit in the offseason to talk about with these guys. I don't think Lamar's not going anywhere for at least two years. You know, from this angle, Dave sounds like the he might not be happy. We're going to Charlie, Charlie Brown. Where you're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Lamar goes anywhere. I think they're going to franchise tag him for two years. They're going to see if they have any playoffs slash Super Bowl success. And if they don't, they're going to let them walk after that. But I don't think they're going to let them go unless somebody maybe, you know, if Carolina comes to them with a huge trade offer, then I could see them doing that. But the problem with that is there's going to be some sort of guaranteed in place or guarantee in place where he's going to sign a long term contract. Because if he doesn't sign a long term contract, then Carolina is not going to give up a bunch of draft picks for him. It'll be like the Watson situation where they'll trade for him. And as soon as he gets to town, you sign that contract. Um which I could see them doing. I mean, I personally think Lamar sucks, so I hope he goes to Carolina. Get the fuck out of the AFC. Uh, he, he he wins games, but overall he's a shitty quarterback. Baltimore is usually a waste of a team when they're in the playoffs. And uh, I hope that continues this year. Hopefully they don't even make the fucking playoffs. They just lost to the Jags, for God's sake. Uh, That's all I really got for the game. Recap. Anything else for you? I mean, pretty much covered it Not- all. Nothing. I feel good about the game. I'm, I was excited. Let's let's get on to this week. This is the week I'm excited for. This is the moment we've all been waiting for, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The man, Deshaun Watson, finally gets to start for the Cleveland Browns in a meaningful game. Uh, of course, because the NFL knows how to write a good Hollywood story. In Houston, his ex-team, the drama is there. The storylines are there. It is so picture perfect. Only the, the NFL. The females are there. The girls are going to be there. Which it's a whole fucking what, shit show. What a fucking joke! I feel I'm not victim blaming by any stretch. Let's let's <laughs> preface with that. However, now you're gonna now you're gonna victim blame. It's not even <laughs> it's more so they're making themselves look very weak, very bad in this situation. You you come at this guy. You're claiming he ruined your life. You know, he was the worst person. You're, you'll never recover from this mentally, et cetera, things like that. He ruined everything about you. You tried to sue. You tried to ruin this guy's life because he, quote, unquote, ruined yours. You accept his settlements. It's time to move on. He got punished. He took his 11 games. You took your cash. Move on. Everyone go their separate ways. Continue your lives. That's how life goes. It's the most expensive massage ever is what they Tony Busby has a suite at the Houston Texans game. Did you hear about this? I didn't. So the the lawyer that was against Watson has a suite at the game this Sunday, and he's invited all the women that sued Deshaun Watson. And right now I think they have like 10 plus, if I'm not mistaken. It's double digits. And they will be in attendance in a suite in Houston watching this game. If you were sexually assaulted, I understand we're men, so it's harder to say this. Like, put yourself in a female shoes. If you were sexually assaulted by a celebrity, are you going to go get a suite to his concert? Are you going right. to get a suite to his game? No, you would be, if anything, I would have so much more respect for these women if they were outside of the stadium protesting, telling fans, don't go in there. If you're a Browns fan in a jersey, don't support this fucking guy. Then I would be like, okay, this is legit. These women are actually doing something. Going to the game 
what are you going to do? Are you going to boo him? Are you just trying to get your face on camera? Cause this, I don't think I'm guessing the game's on CBS. I really don't know. It's an AFC game. I assume it is. You really think CBS is going to flash a camera to the suite and be like, these are the women you really think? I don't think they'll do that. So I don't know, man. So that's the thing I was thinking about. It's like, you know, we talk about the NFL writing stories. I mean, at least once. I think oh, at least once. The NFL if he did that. What's that? Dave said if Deshaun Watson scores a touchdown, he should look at their suite and blow him a kiss. I feel like that would be oh, really man. bad taste. That would be hilarious, but bad taste. It would be great, too. but I don't want Deshaun suspended again. His celebration is getting a massage. Yeah. All of a sudden, offensive linemen just get they get down on their hands and knees and they lay out like a massage table and he lays across them. And then, like, Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari come by and give him a little back rub. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're practicing that in practice this week. What, what yeah, I need to. Who do I contact to put this into his head to get make sure this happens? But I, I just think it's but really no. important case for these women to be there. Like, I, what do you want out of this? I, I, I don't think they'll show him, Dave, only because the NFL is going to say, no, we're not, we're not putting these women on there. They'll mention that he had some legal trouble. They're not going to go into detail. The NFL is all about saving face. I don't know. They're going to take a Roger, Goodell's gonna, Roger Goodell's going to be in the same fucking booth. Watch. I don't know. I don't think he would do that because then it makes him look like he's siding with the women. We're, we're in a situation where there was nothing legally that happened. And to show, Roger Goodell's not going to – it makes him look bad if he's sitting with the women because then people are going to be like – Obviously, you you're with these women for support, this and that, but you only gave them 11 games, and people are going to go, "Why didn't you ban him from the NFL if he's such a monster?" Like I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that you're you're towing some dangerous ground there. I wonder if he will be. Because there's a lot of good games this week, so Goodell can only be in one place, and there's a lot of really good games. And Browns versus Texans, let's 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 not kid ourselves. Not exactly a great matchup. The Texans are terrible. Uh, the Watson story is great, but I mean, after the first series, it, this the drama is going to be kind of gone. It's like you know what I mean. I don't think it's really that yeah, exciting. After 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 he he comes out and plays his first drive, no one's going to really think about it. Now it's all he is going to get booed so fucking loud. The cameras are going to they're going to have microphones set up in the crowd to really overemphasize the booze and be like, wow, listen to this reaction he's getting. However, I did see some people that, that are Cleveland fans. I, that are, I hope he scores a touchdown and hits the fans with the Hawk Hogan thing. You know that. Yeah. Let me get it. Let me get a more. That's I, I read another thing too. And I fully agree with this. People were saying Deshaun Watson needs to fully embrace the heel. You are never going to win fans back. You're never going to win these people back that hate you and think you're a monster. So at this point, fuck it all in as a heel. Stop coming out and trying to say like, oh, I just want to better the community and be a great person, blah, blah, blah. They're, they said fully embrace being a fucking heel. Go out there and be a dick. You're going to get yeah. shit. The opposing Fuck teams this. are going to say some of the worst things that if microphones are hot and they're picking up what they're saying, it's going to be ugly. I'll, no, I'll, microphone, microphones don't work during Browns games. Ask the Steelers. Guys to a white guy and vice versa. Then microphones, for some reason, the NFL, they have like a weird sensor on them where they know if it's a white guy using a racial slur and they just right. cut it off immediately. Just and magically then, goes away. And then they make sure to get extra cameras, though, when when a white racist guy gets bopped in the head like a whack-a-mole. They, they make sure to they, they get plenty of angles of that. But if you want to hear the audio, no, no, no. I, we can't, don't have I can't wait for the documentary on Netflix in 10 years after everybody retires. 
the the mic that went silent, uh, NFL documentary, and the Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph scenario. I wonder if they would do that, or if they're going to be like, you know what? Honestly, it's Mason Rudolph. Nobody, even Netflix is going to be like, Netflix will put anything on their fucking channel or their. It'd be untold. It'd be the untold story, the one with Manti Teo and shit. That'll be be one thing Netflix is like. Now we're not interested in that. It's going to be on Tubi. Yeah, it'll be on like Tubi or Roku or something like something. One of those like free ones. It's going to be on. uh, It'd be a reenacted Lifetime story. Yeah, they'll play it right after the Ariel Castro special. Could you imagine the the crap talk, the the shit talk that they really say to just, I mean, to uh, Deshaun Watson? It's gonna be. I mean, I remember. I'm about to give you a massage and I'm about to sack you or something. Hope it's better than your sisters. I mean, they're gonna talk so much shit. Like that that first game against the Jags, the uh, the preseason game when he went out there, the fans yelling shit. Which I mean, the fans. I don't really think the fans bother players. Like the players are pretty. They're all professionals. They're used to it. They're not. They don't even hear it for the most part. Um, but the other players though, that's where it gets really ugly. Like there is some shit I've heard that like, it's nasty in there when you're talking to opposing players and I'm all for it by all means. Here's the thing though. It's like, I guarantee half these fucking players do have done the same fucking shit that Watson is done. And unfortunately he just maybe did it worse or got caught doing whatever, but all these fucking players do the same shit. They get with chicks and whatever. All it is, is. Every pro athlete, I won't say every, I would say most pro athletes, most professional, whatever, um, you know, if you're a, a, a celebrity in any in any facet, you are going to use that fame and power to try to get laid. If you're a guy, especially, that's just what guys do. If you are a single man and you have fame, fortune, good looks, whatever, you pretty much, like we said earlier, we joked about Tom Brady, how he hasn't gotten his dick sucked from Giselle in a while. And I said, well... He can go out and get it wherever the fuck he wants because he's Tom Brady. That's no lie. Tom Brady could literally, he could probably tweet, who wants to come over and blow me? And the NFL might be kind of mad about it for a minute, unless it's Lamar Jackson. I think Belichick knocks on the door, right? Yeah, we know. Yeah, Belichick and Robert Kraft would be like, let's go somewhere. I know a place. But Uh, what's the, uh, what's the, the, the predator guy, sexual predator guy? Which one? The one that comes on the, when when they trying to catch a predator, oh, uh, uh, Chris Hansen or whatever, <laughs> yeah, it'd be Chris Hansen. Like Chris Hansen comes knocking. He's like, Sean, I got to talk to you. Why do you have a six pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade? They always bought Mike's Hard Lemonade in that show. They're like, I, I want to a girl. I'm gonna get her Mike Hard. Anytime someone offers me uh, sweet tea and cookies, I get nervous. I'm like, okay, who's gonna come out from around that corner? See, I don't know. For me, it's a weird reaction. I get horny after I get that combination in my body. It's very strange. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of sweet tea, some cookies, and some Zima to get the mood started right there. Sugar and spice gets me in the mood. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the fans are going to be ruthless. But again, that doesn't really matter. I don't think Deshaun cares about that. These guys are professionals; they hear it all. But as you said, to your point, these pro athletes—they're out there getting laid all the time. You know how many people like? They call them "quote unquote" stories on the road. Like even professional <clears throat> guys are out traveling nonstop, constantly just a new chick every night, every city. Deshaun Watson just has a specific kink, if you want to call it that. That's what the kids say nowadays. He just likes getting jacked off on a massage table. It is what it is. It, it's not my thing, but if that's his thing, so be it. I'm not here to judge what other people are into. And this guy, yeah, of course, that's why that's why I don't think these these other team players are really going to talk so so much shit. I think it's going to be more so just normal shit talking. But I doubt they're going to bring this this scenario up as often as probably people think they're going to. Especially because there's probably so many stories that we'll never hear that they know with an inner circle of like, 
oh, this guy's going to talk shit. And then somebody can be like, oh, I heard when you, when you were teammates with so-and-so, you used to have girls shoving their fingers up your butt. Like, there's going to be weird shit like that that guys are into. And they're going to be like, oh, fuck. Like, how did they, why would he tell on that? Half that Houston team probably ran through the same girls that are probably sitting there at Sweet right now. So Yeah, and, and on top of that, Houston was the one setting it all up for him. So that's the, the most ironic part of it all is if anybody within the Houston Texans organization talks any shit to Deshaun Watson, they've got no ground to stand on because they were 100% behind it. What was part of his deal that he could only get massages from Brown's appointed masseuses now? I'm wondering what what fat, hairy dudes they, they assigned to Watson this season. It Probably good-looking guys. Like They probably look like Chris Hemsworth, big, muscular, strong men. Just giving him a nice rub down. Hey, a hand's a hand, am I right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, if he turns around, he's got that small towel on, and you know that it looks like a teepee. By all means, do what you got to do. I don't. Again, I don't judge. It's 2022. Whatever he wants, whatever he needs, whatever keeps my quarterback happy, I'm all for it. But I, I couldn't be more excited, truthfully, to have Deshaun starting this week. This was something that, you know, I, I mention it every time we talk about it. But you and I talked about Deshaun Watson, me more so. I was doing the polls on Facebook. I'm telling people why they're wrong when I told them I'd want Deshaun over Baker. I was arguing with people a lot, and I stand by it. I, I stood by it that whole time. Uh, this was, of course, before the allegations and things like that, and then the allegations came to light. And, again, not victim-blaming, but there was a little too much to the stories where I'm like, this doesn't seem that feasible. It doesn't seem like that it all really – went down the way these women are saying it went down. And then as time, as time moved on a, I feel like the, the heat on Deshaun Watson has really subsided. Um, there are still some people on Twitter trying to get, you know, if you, any story about Deshaun Watson, if you look in the comments, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be Smaller people. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the one funny thing is he's going to have his little quarterback towel on. It's just going to look, those women are going to have PTSD up in their booth. While he's <laughs> <laughs> But, so I know we're going to talk about it later, but what's your what's your realistic expectation for him in this game? I mean, it's hard to say because he plays a position at quarterback where a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to be so rusty. Um, rust to me is something that would happen for a running back or a wide receiver like Odell Beckham will come back rusty because running full routes against NFL opponents, uh, that's tough. That takes a lot of getting used to. Same with a running back, a running back that hasn't played in a while. You got to get used to taking all those hits, things like that. I think there could be the rust, uh, him staying in the pocket, taking a clean shot, getting up and being fine. That's going to take a little getting used to as far as throwing to guys. He's been practicing with these guys for most of training camp or all of training camp. I should say he's been back with the team for the last two weeks, practicing with them at full speed in practice, doing everything that Jacoby Brissett got to do. Jacoby Brissett would practice with the team all week and then go play on Sunday. So the game reps are going to be huge, but he's gotten everything except for the Sunday action that Jacoby Brissett gets. And you're you're playing yeah. in practice probably at close to full speed. You're playing against an NFL defense because you're playing against Denzel Ward. You're throwing against Greg Newsom, Martin Emerson. You have you have uh, Clowney and Garrett coming down on you, not tackling you, but still. So, I mean, I don't understand where everyone's like, oh, he's going to be so rusty. He's a quarterback. Like, what rust really needs to be shaken off? He's He wasn't hurt. He's been throwing a football for the past 700 days that he hasn't been playing in games. He can still run around. He can still throw the ball. What rust is really there, except for just getting used to getting hit again, in, in my opinion? I think it's – I think so two things. I'm Three things. I think it's going to be maybe the first two or three plays just to get acclimated to that speed again because they're not running full speed in practice, but he has to get used to that, right. that speed again. 
The other thing is, like you said, getting hit. But the third thing I'm excited to watch is some of these new plays uh, that that Stefanski finally pulled out of the of the dungeon and, un, and unlocked. And what I'm really more excited for is some of these RPO plays. I know that Watson is really good at running. Um, we finally have a quarterback that's a dual threat that can get out there and run. He's pretty fucking quick. Which Jacoby Brissett was remotely athletic. Deshaun Watson is another kind level of, of athletic. Yeah. Where, yeah, if you saw Jacoby Brissett run for a first down and get 15 yards and you were like, oh, shit, I didn't know he had that in him. Imagine like Deshaun a little, little train that could, yeah. Watson would have like, gotten 20 extra yards. Yeah. Truck guys and shit like that. He looked like, a, looked like a much less athletic Josh Allen, but in a good way. Um, but I can't wait to point out the plays that are like, okay, so that that is a new play that we haven't seen yet this year. You yeah, know, and that's I mean, what I'm excited to see. I implore any Browns fan, please, for the love of God, before Sunday, watch the first drive Deshaun Watson had against Jacksonville in, in the preseason. The first play, uh, the center, Nick Harris, tears his ACL out for the year. The next play, a bullet to Anthony Schwartz dropped. The next play, I think we had a penalty. Then the play after that, Deshaun scrambled around through another fucking dart to Anthony Schwartz who dropped it. Because, again, we didn't have Chubb. We didn't have – I don't believe Njoku was playing. Maybe he was. I can't recall. No, uh, nobody, was, nobody was playing. Yeah, no Donovan Peoples-Jones. His number one receiver, I believe, was Anthony Schwartz. And you have Deshaun Watson throwing fucking darts in the preseason to guys that just couldn't catch. Everything he did was perfect. It's what you would expect to see on a normal game Sunday. And he's doing it with a bunch of backups, with the center just going down, things like that. And Watson looked completely fine, in my opinion. But I never, I never forget the play yeah. where he scrambled, he scrambled out to the right. And I was like, shit, he got outside so quick that I think even the rest of the team was trying to catch up to where they needed to be. I was like, Jesus Christ. That was the one where he hit Schwartz cutting across, and Schwartz yeah. just dropped it. But, like, he made these great plays, and the guys were there. Like, everyone was in position, but he, he wasn't throwing to Amari Cooper. Imagine these accurate athletic plays from Deshaun Watson, but with Donovan Peoples-Jones on the receiving end, with Amari Cooper on the receiving end. These guys are right. going to be able to catch these balls. They're going to make some plays. Um, I mean, obviously, every incomplete pass, any Deshaun hater is going to immediately oh, yeah. touch it. I mean, he needs to basically go – 30 of 30 for 300 yards or fans are going to be like, this guy sucks. Why'd we waste these draft picks? So it's a lose, lose situation for him. So for me, again, Browns fans are stupid. Tim's got it up there. He knows what I was about to say. Browns fans are really, I won't even say Browns fans. Football fans are really dumb sometimes. And especially with again, Deshaun Watson, they just want to see him fail so badly. They're going to overanalyze every little thing that he does. So for me, it is what it is. I'm not going to take the bait when people are trying to get, you know, they're going to want clicks. They're going to want people to interact. I am not taking the bait with Deshaun Watson. Um, I I but, implore people to go, Browns fans to go on YouTube and just watch Deshaun Watson highlights and watch him how he was in Houston because nobody really watched his games when he was in Houston. No, unless we they have no them. idea what he can actually do. Right. I mean, and you know, Patrick Mahomes is, is dangerous in extending plays. Deshaun Watson's pretty fucking dangerous too, ext- extending plays. When he gets he outside the pocket and goes back and forth, and he's got a hell of an arm on him. I think even more powerful arm than Mahomes has on him. Just and when he scrambles outside of the pocket, he is, I mean, just like Mahomes, he's a threat to take off and he's a threat to throw a fucking dart mm-hmm. with great accuracy wherever the hell he wants. And I, I'm so excited. I, I truly, again, Wishful thinking. I, of course, I want to go six and zero in these last six games. I want to end the season ten and seven. That would be fucking fantastic. However, I'm realistic. If we can win four out of these six, I'm very happy with this season. If you go four and six or four and two with Deshaun Watson, that's a great way to end the year. That's a great way to build for next season. Obviously, eight and nine is not the results we're looking for, but again, 
You didn't have your star quarterback for 11 games. What do you expect? Right. We tried to okay. kind of put fans into a decent situation, like an understanding of that when, when, when that suspension came about of don't be surprised if we unfortunately don't do much this year. The schedule was there for us though. And obviously the most of the games were there for us too. We just couldn't complete them. But knowing that we're, we were that close with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback just gives me so much hope for the future. Yeah. Our offense was literally just missing one Watson. Unfortunately, we're, we're on offense. unfortunately defenses were able to kind of figure out Jacoby Brissett after the, after the Bengals game, Defense has really figured out Brissett. They were stacking. Oh, yeah, Adam. They even interviewed um, They interviewed some players, and, and players were saying the same thing. They're like, you're not going to be able to stack the box against Deshaun Watson like they've been doing against Jacoby because he won't give a fuck. He'll go right over the top over a corner. He will go over those safeties. He's not afraid of these guys. Um, whereas yeah, Jacoby- someone said someone said it's going to be dangerous because he goes, we've seen him in practice, and you can't stack the box like you used to. It's going to be very fun on Sunday. Yeah, the the hype that the the teammates are giving this isn't like your prototypical, uh, you know, rookie quarterback. I remember I heard the same things. I heard uh, Brandon Whedon when he was a rookie. They'd interview Joe Thomas, and Joe Thomas is saying, "Oh, this guy's great," because Joe Thomas was such a great teammate. He said every coach was the best coach he ever had. Every every quarterback was the best quarterback he ever played with. So when you read these comments in these interviews, you're like, "Holy shit, maybe this guy is going to be good." Joe Thomas is praising him, and then you realize they suck. Joe Thomas is just a nice guy. Now, with Deshaun Watson, all this hype you're hearing is legit. This isn't just bullshit blowing smoke up his ass. This dude is really good, and he has a lot of experience and a lot of data to back up how good he is. And, yeah, I got my uh, my Chinese Browns uh, Watson jersey, and I can't fucking wait to wear it. Did you get it from which? Uh, DH Gate. That's my go-to. DH Gate, my spot. Hey, what Tim, by the way, I just got the um, – I Never just heard. got the – No, you told me um, about that. Yeah. No, I, I didn't I buy anything. The, uh, no, I just got the Watson. I just got the oh, ads, Tim, by the way. Thanks. I, I'll read them next time. I forget them in my car. Appreciate that. Analytics says Watson will increase the Browns scoring by 11 to 14 points. Which I tried. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I, even if we go up by a touchdown, how many more wins is that this season? Because that's another thing. We're going to have the ball. Three, at least three wins if we just had a t- another touchdown. Yeah. Because what he can do now is not only is he just a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett, he can extend drives, which means less punting, less possessions for the other team's offense to score on us, et cetera. Like there's so many things, like so many dominoes that fall down because of Deshaun Watson being here. I'm so excited. I know you guys know that. Uh, like I can't wait for Saturday when we do Dynatech. It's probably going to be an hour of me just raving about how much I love Deshaun Watson again. It's the eve of his return. I can't wait. Do you want me to even come? I can just sit in the back and cheer you on if you want. Oh, me you can come. I, I will be. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm really excited. Uh, this Sunday can't get here soon enough, but we will move on. We will stop talking about Deshaun Watson again. Keep an eye out for that uh, Tony Busby bullshit with the suite, but we'll talk a little bit more on Saturday when we do Dynatech. We're going to be there live from 9 to 10. Uh, if you guys have nothing going on Saturday morning, come check it out. Or you guys just want to watch it on Redline Radio LLC, you can check it out here on both Facebook pages. I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on everything like you can normally find the show. So check that out Saturday morning. It's going to be on Pornhub too. We're going to go live. Uh, that, me afterwards when I'm thinking about the Sean, it might be. I'll film that myself. I'll start an OnlyFans or something like that. Uh, but let's get into some other shit. We got the Cavs right now. I'm actually watching them beating up on the Philadelphia Sixers right now. Uh, 60 to 43. Second quarter, they're getting a little payback right now because they got their asses embarrassed the other night against Toronto. So they needed to come out here and show something. Because that's actually what I was going to talk about. 
Uh, I know, I know Philly's a little banged up for sure. Uh, but the Caps have looked a little average to say the least against some good teams. Um, you go against Toronto the other night. I know we have a lot of injuries. You're, you're down Kevin Love. Uh, you're down Jared Allen. You're, you're down a lot of your core pieces. And we got embarrassed <laughs> by Toronto. Um, th- to me, I'm just kind of getting nervous of like, we beat Boston twice to start the year. Boston has now surpassed almost every team in the NBA. They're the best team in the league by far at this current state. Then we went on that West Coast trip and we lost a lot of games that we should have won on that West Coast trip, which was really tough to swallow. Uh, came back, lost that great game from Garland against the Timberwolves. And then you blow that lead against Charlotte. Just had a lot of weird games where you're like, what the fuck's going on with this team? I understand we have injuries and stuff like that, but these are things that shouldn't be happening. And then again, we lose to Toronto two nights ago. And then tonight, Philly, I mean, we're beating the shit out of them. It's not even, I mean, it's 62 to 43. It's almost halftime. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're. I, I love the Cavaliers. I love the the youth on this team. I love what J.B. Bickerstaff's doing with everybody. But it is just one of those things of like, I was hoping this year would be a definitive step forward of we're legitimately going to be up there as one of the best teams in the league. And so far, when we're playing some of the better teams. We're, we're, we're not holding our own as much as I would like. <clears throat> so that's the thing. I mean, this team is so up and down. I mean, it's it's. I mean, they're. Can, I love the team. Don't get me wrong. I'm so pumped to have Mitchell. I'm so pumped to watch this team play. I'm, I'm just excited to see what they do. But you're right. It's like the consistency, game in and game out. It's not there. Like there's games that Mobley comes. And you're like Jesus, second coming right here. You know, yeah. like a Kevin Durant potential. And then like one game, he's just invisible. I, I just I know it's he's young and everything, but it's like I just wish there was more consistency with this team. Yeah, especially too. What what's what's tough for me right now is, or not not even tough. I should that's the that's the wrong word. I guess what, what's encouraging for me is probably the proper way to say it. Um, even that loss against Toronto two nights ago, yes, we lost. wasn't really close. However, the Cavaliers had almost a historical, historically bad shooting night. Uh, I think from three we were like five of like thirty or something like that. Like it was bad. It was ugly. Um, it's a really poor shooting performance. And J.B. Bickerstaff even said that after the game. He's like, I love the defense. I loved our effort. Shots just weren't falling. And, I mean, there's really no other way to describe what happened on Monday night other than that. Um, and he, have, as, a, as a long season, you're going to have those days where you just don't Sure, and that's, there. that's the thing. Is like I can live with that every once in a while. For me, it's more so we started off so hot. We were, what, 8-1 and one to start the season. And then we kind of almost got to 500. We were 8-6 and six at one point. Like, we went on a losing streak. So it's kind of like – I, I just want the Cavs to go on a nice streak, build a big lead. So to where I'm not watching, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the last couple months of the season to where I'm schedule watching and I'm going shit. We really need to win here because you know, we're like a six seed. I don't want to be in the play in game. I want the Cavs to go on a nice streak to where we're at least like, give me a top five seeding. I'd be more than okay with that, but lock it in. I don't want it to be like, well, we're only two games up here. We're still, you know, barely hanging on in this spot. I just want to be known. Like we're, we're locked into a top five, playoff spot there's no question about it we are getting an actual playoff series something like that and I, I know it's super early don't get me wrong I mean we're not even in December yet technically and uh plenty of season left but it's one of those things of like when you're playing easy winnable games do not let them slip by you and your shooting cannot be as bad as it was against Toronto the other night you just you can't afford nights like that if um, every 10 every 10 games they play they win seven of them six of them and do that oh, the rest absolutely. of the year then they're easy. fine I would love that yeah for sure it's just when they go on these streaks of losing, you know, two in a row, three in a row, and you're losing games, especially like against Toronto, you're losing against teams in the East, things like that. Um, I just want to see them be a little more consistent. But again, 
it's really hard to get a vibe because or to 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 get a full read on them because of so many injuries. I mean, you're down Jared Allen, an all-star last year, one of the best centers in basketball. You're down with him. Uh, Kevin Love could have been sixth man of the year last year. He, he tr- tremendous production off the bench, hits a lot of threes. He's been out. He hurt that thumb. God knows when he's coming back. He tried to play in a game and he wasn't able to come back after that. And that's a little discouraging if I'm being honest. We're living. Uh, I, do, I, I do love this yeah, court and his uniforms they're wearing though. You do like them? Oh Yeah. You don't like you don't like the city throwbacks. I don't know how I feel about the city edition. Honestly, watching them, they look okay. I like the court color. I like that baby blue, but it makes yeah, me. Yeah, you're, you're a big fan of those jerseys. You know yeah, where I'm at. I, I need that orange. Give me that '90s look. I love yeah. those are my favorite jerseys by far. Um, but I mean, Missed again, opportunity for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more of like Andre Miller's, Junis Ogalskis, Ricky Davis. I like those. Yeah. I love those. Those are my, those are personally my favorite. These city ones. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan if I'm being honest. Um, I don't remember what they all look like off the top of my head, but I think I really liked, I think I liked Chipper. had really nice ones. Chipper, the man, the myth, the legend. There he is coming reporting live from the, uh, the sewing room right now, sitting in the dark. I love it. Uh, yeah, I forgot all the, the ones that I liked. I think the Knicks had a pretty decent looking city edition. I think I liked the Bucks. Dallas was, was pretty nice, and there, there was like one or two others that I that I liked. But overall, I wasn't the biggest fan of them. I don't know; they're okay. I like these jerseys. I, I think I like the jerseys better than the court. If they'd have put the blue all through the court, I would have been happy. But I think I think I'm with you on that. I think the half and half, like this fucking shit brown that we got right here, like this is like a I don't know. It's just it's kind of an eyesore when you're looking at the, the different color on the different sides. I don't know. Maybe if I saw it in person, it would look different. But I, I mean, obviously, watching on TV, you only get half the court at a time. I don't know. The brown and the blue is a weird combination for me. I can't, I can't get behind it. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. That looks brown as fuck. Uh, Chipper, have you discussed watching golf versus watching golf? I think he means soccer versus. Watching I know. I just fucking with him. I love that he fucked that up, though. He was so excited to get that in there that he fucked it up. <laughs> Uh, no, we have yet to speak about soccer. I guess really quickly we can touch on the uh, – we don't have a, a graphic for this one because this is kind of going off the cuff here. The U.S. men's team beat Iran, uh, you know, a little 9-11, 9/11 payback or whatever. Uh, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I, I watched most of it. I was bored as fuck, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I just can't do soccer. I can't do it. Chipper and I actually so- – a little bit. I, I get into soccer every four years, you know, because I love watching. I love watching World Cup. I, lo- I love watching this, the countries go against each other. The matches are pretty good. I, I agree with you to a point, though. The soccer roles are fucking stupid. Like watching, I was, I was listening to the radio this morning, and I didn't even think about this, but um, Carmen and Lima were talking about like, how is it possible that a soccer game only one fucking person on the on the field knows when that game's going to truly end? Nobody else yeah. does. Honestly, the refs just kind of stand there, and then all of a sudden they're like, "All right, Iran's like, we're going to try to score here." The ref just blows a whistle, and I'm like, "I don't know shit about soccer." I saw a guy go down. The ref blew the whistle. I'm like, "Oh shit, are they going to get like a penalty kick or something here?" And all of a sudden they're like, "And that's it, Team USA wins." I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck? What just happened? He just ended the game?" Yeah, I, had I mean, no what's happening? I'm excited for soccer to a point because I mean, the US men's team they missed the last World Cup, right? And this team is is really young. They have a lot of talent on this team, uh, just like David was saying. Yeah, I mean. They have a bright future, and let's be honest, the United States is way behind the eight ball when it comes to being anything decent in soccer because in every other country, this is the only sport they play. 
And so the United absolute, States is like the as fifth an absolute player. novice. I don't know anything about any of the teams. I don't know any of the players, et cetera. So the U.S. team is actually good. I really, I'm being serious. So they're not great, but I mean they're better than they have been in the last, I'd say maybe two decades, possibly. Maybe since the last time Landon Donovan played that team, that was probably the last decent soccer team they had. So how come um, they do? But, they don't like rank them like that. That would help me tremendously if I'm being honest. If they did for the World Cup, if they had like the one seed, two seed, etc., that would really help me. It's not that it's not college football. They don't have like number one seed or whatever. Well, they fucking should. Um, I don't understand it. And like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that trophy that trophy sucks. That looks like an award you'd get at like the porn awards. That looks like somebody getting ready to go fisting. I don't. I don't like that trophy one bit. I don't like that at all. Uh, Zero goals in the second half. How did plus nine get added? Yeah, like. So I tried to ask my buddies a while ago. I have I have some buddies. Mike, you you met Mike at my wedding. Um, huge soccer fan. He still plays in like adult leagues, etc. And I asked him, I'm like, all right, give me a little bit about, teach me a little bit about soccer. And he's like, well, they play 90 minutes. They do this, they do that. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, all right, you said they play 90 minutes. It's in like the 94th minute. He's like, oh well, yeah, for penalties they like add time. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did they do that? Stop the clock. So any stoppage, any injuries, any penalties, they take that time and they add it on at the end of the game. So wouldn't it be so they much don't easier? Stop the clock. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't it just be easier to stop the clock and you don't have to add any time? You still only have to play to 90 minutes. It's so much fucking easier. Yes, that's there's a lot of rules that make sense. Like someone described yeah, it this morning, like can you imagine LeBron? On, uh, on Monday or whatever, whenever the game was yesterday, they were like, oh, the ref is waving a yellow card in front of the bench. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I, is that like, are they, is that like a timeout? I have no idea what that means. It's like in school where you're, they're like, you're going to have to flip a card. I didn't understand what the hell was happening. Like, I, I really didn't get it at all. And again, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I, I am excited for our, our country. They're the performing against the best and the best when it comes to soccer. Now they're in a round of 16, which honestly, I think they played the Netherlands on Saturday. Um, yeah, which, I think so. That is going to be a tough game. Now it's, it's a one or done. Now it's that. Now there's no ties. It's single you elimination. Win. Yeah, you you win. There has to be a winner. So you win and you go on. If you lose, you go home. So that's my biggest, but like my biggest pet peeve with with soccer is it's <laughs> chipper. Half the half the stadium would run out of there. What are you talking about? The fields are so the the, the pitch, if whatever you want to call it, it's so big. It's most games right. end like one to nothing, zero zero. Everything I know about soccer, by the way, is from Ted Lasso, which isn't much because they don't really do a lot of soccer in that show. It's all about their their lives outside of soccer. Um, but yeah, I don't understand the fucking cards. They're like, oh, this guy's getting a red card today and a yellow, and like, yeah, the ref just holds up a sheet of paper, and everyone's like, oh no, what do we do? Like, I don't get it. It's like the lamest fucking thing. Like, at least in football, they can throw a fucking flag. Like, the ref knocked the guy's eye out before. Like, that's cool shit. What are you going to get from the ref in soccer? Like, a paper cut? Like, he's going to walk up to you and be like, hey, bad, and just, like, swipe it across your Achilles? And at least in American football, they they tell you what the penalty is. Like, hey, roughing the passer or offsides or whatever. This, they throw a yellow card or a red card up, and next thing you know, you have three men standing with their hands behind their back having a soccer ball kicked at them or whatever. What I love is like when you watch LeBron James, LeBron James can drive to the basket, get fucking tackled, basically hit the ground. Yeah, he's going to he's going to bitch and moan a little bit and try to sell his injury. But he at least actually took like a pretty fucking hard shot. These soccer flops are embarrassing. The guys sit there fucking almost in tears and then they just get up and run away like nothing happened. Like that's that's bad. They got to fix that shit. How can anybody watch that and like think that's a respectable sport? I also really hate that they still try to call it football. Just call it soccer. It's the fucking universal word. It should be make things so much easier. We have the National Football League in in America. I mean, That's technically football. 
technically they had the the word the term football before we created football over here. So right. they kind of first being the best, two different things. American football, NFL. <laughs> you ain't first or last. They're the best. Well, let's be happy. Let's be happy. United States. Hey, they're they're I mean, moving I on. Like so. I said, I could, I could care less. I probably won't even. I, I'll, I'll check the score in the afternoon after the game ends on Saturday. I don't even know what time it is. I do like soccer. Soccer. Do you really? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> All right, Tim's off the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to watch either, if I'm being honest, but at least with golf, I, I, that's what I talked with Chipper about the other day. Um, so he, Steve's, he saying, Steve's saying there's a chance. USA beat Netherlands is like the Eagles, the Bears beating Eagles. So you're saying there's a chance. I think it's more so just saying it'd be a huge upset. No, I know. That's how I took it. I don't think he's going Jim Carrey in – um, dumb and dumber here with so you're telling me there's a chance no I don't think so I don't I have no idea but I mean it, it's the most watched because what are they what else do they have to watch in Europe they can go outside and watch like people dying of starvation or they can sit inside and watch that's what happens overseas in other countries they're all third world they have nothing else to do to watch soccer they don't have the the muscle mass and the the strength and the hand-eye coordination to play real sports so they just kick a ball around that's my take. That's my take on soccer. But uh, back to Chipper. I, I did talk to him the other day about which would I rather watch, golf or soccer. And I did say that I would rather watch uh, golf because when you watch, and this is this is like if you have a gun to my head, I would probably tell them to shoot me if they were like, do you want to watch golf, soccer, or I'll blow your brains out? I'll be like, let's paint this wall because I'm fucking done. I don't want to watch that shit. Um, but at least golf goes back and forth. Like you don't have to watch one one thing the whole time. It's like, Okay, here's a here's a guy teeing off who's pretty good. So they're going to show you some of the better players, and then it's like, oh shit, this guy just hit it into the woods. Let's go to his hit really quick. And it's like that's kind of exciting. Soccer is just back and forth, running around. Like I watched yesterday, the guy kicked the ball out of bounds on purpose. Like that was a designed play. He's just like kick it. You've never played that sport around for ninety minutes straight. Exactly. Yeah, I I can run for ninety minutes straight. I I have a gym membership if I just want to go jogging. That's not a sport to me. jogging around for 90 minutes congratulations they're the most uh athletic people well, ever. what's up athletic the most athletic people ever because i'm waiting for that comment next i was gonna say conditioned yeah they're, they're the best they're the most well conditioned i'll give them that if you need them to like not play soccer and go run a marathon yeah i'd probably <laughs> ask a soccer player they would probably be the best speaking of soccer let's for a second did you see uh christian ronaldo would get that uh contract from saudi arabia like it's a pending contract right now with the I think 150 million a year to come over and play with them uh, on their team. Jesus. I thought I saw something. And again, this shows you how little I really pay attention. I thought I saw something the other day that said he was going to sign with an MLS team. So I'm guessing that's not happening. He's going to go to the Saudi Arabia team or is he going to do both? I don't know. It's how that like, works. it's like, it's like the live tour for uh, golf. You go where the money is and Saudi has a lot of fucking money right now to throw around. I will say, I know a tiny, tiny bit about soccer only because of what Rover talks about on, on Rover's morning glory. I listened to that show. He's a big, He's turning into a an international soccer fan. Um, he was saying how they do it though, where if you're the worst team in the league, you get demoted to a different like division or whatever. And if you're yeah, that you happened on, that happened on Ted Lasso, you learn everything yeah. from soccer and Ted Lasso. Yeah, so that and Rover talked about that too, and that's when I learned all about that. That's when I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Like that would be cool if the NFL did that. But then I thought about it too, and I'm like, well, no, because then the Browns would be out of the league. We <laughs> the Browns lose. would be in the G League every we're, year. We're what mostly the worst team in the league, so I don't want that to be a thing. But I, I do like that they do that in soccer. Like that's kind of cool. Like you really have to earn your keep, and it, you, there's no tanking because if you tank, 
you're fucking out. So mm-hmm. I, I do like that. It puts a little extra pressure on people, but yeah, I mean, yeah. and also the the contracts they have where you can borrow players, you can bring players over, and, and like basically yeah, take them on loan. Way too confusing. It's weird, yeah. Professional corn. I would honestly, I would, I would go to a cornhole event before I went to a fucking golf event or, or soccer event. I would, I would go watch professional cornhole playing before I ever went to a soccer game. Although I did see a rumor that there's there's potential of a major league soccer team coming to Cleveland. And there is. They actually got it. 2024. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no. This is going to be like an actual MLS team coming to Cleveland. I think it's a division below MLS. I think it's going to be a team oh, that feeds MLS, but I think they did get the con- They get the team in 2024. Really? Yeah. No shit. I, uh, oh, I remember you sent that out that one time. You did. You asked people about that. I was, I have nothing. I want nothing to do with soccer. Um, but yeah, my wife was telling me about this. She's like, oh, that'll be kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah, for everybody but me, because you'll never catch me at one of those fucking games. But anyway, moving on from soccer, we've spent enough time boring the audience. I saw our listener or our viewer just drop tr- dramatically when we started talking about that. Um, let's do a quick recap of week 12 in the NFL, shall we? Let's go around the horn, gentlemen. I'm an insider. Chipper. What's Chipper doing? You said I didn't know Kyle was such a soccer insider. I said, I'm an insider and everything. What are you talking about? Kyle likes everything inside of him. That's why he's the insider. <laughs> All right, week 12. We had three games on uh, Thanksgiving. What do we got here? It only comes around every four years. Can't believe you guys aren't more on board. I'm it on just board. For me. I mean, for me, I get it. Like, oh, it's Team USA. Everyone's supposed to be like rah-rah, patriotic, and we all rally around each other, but I just don't care about soccer. I wish they were doing something cooler. Like do a do a World Cup of cornhole. I would I would watch that. Countries playing cornhole against each other. That'd be kind of fun. Seeing a bunch. You get of into the Olympics. Justin. You get into the Olympics. Do you root for the United States in the Olympics? No, I don't care about that either. <laughs> None of that stuff interests so you, me. So you hate your country? I got it. Okay, let's move on. I don't hate the country. I just don't. I don't. I don't pretend to love everything about America because they're playing in a, a game. You know what I mean? Like I watched. I watched the Guardians, who ninety percent of them are from like the Dominican. So there's not like a big patriotic thing in my fandom. I just like my teams. I like Cleveland. Mm. Hoping to get a World War Three. Justin's rooting for the other side. I feel. I only root for winners, so unless America better bring it. <laughs> I know which side of the fence to be on. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <clears throat> All right, week, um, week twelve. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's recap week twelve. We've got. Thursday night, well, Thanksgiving, I should say, we had we had three games. We had the Bills winning a nail-biter against the Detroit Lions. We had the good Giants. Games all day. Good it was game. a really good game. Uh, the Giants-Cowboys game wasn't that great, really. It, it, the score looked a lot closer than the game really was. Cowboys pretty much had that game in hand for most of it. Uh, they went 28-20. to 20. Uh, Then the Patriots and Vikings, what a good game. Uh, I'll admit, egg on my face, uh, the Vikings did win that game. I, I really thought that we would get – Primetime Kirk. And everybody was making jokes about that for Cousins. They were like, we're getting primetime Cousins. He shits the bed. But I really thought I had a good one. And again, the Patriots defense were coming off a, I mean, I get it. The Jets compared to the Vikings, apples to oranges. But um, why are you wearing a brown sweatshirt? Really root for winners. Hey, uh, they're winning right now. They just you watch the game on Sunday. We have Deshaun Watson now. Things are turning around here in Cleveland. I've, uh, I've been shoveling shit here in the city for long enough. It's time to win. But the Patriots held their own. They played really well. That was actually a really fun game. I mean, that was back and forth. Pretty much came down to the fourth quarter. It was a great game. Um, you had a rough week this week for picks, didn't you? I did every pick. I went opposite of you guys. I lost. But that's the that's the chance you take. And 
a lot of them were kind of close. Um, I mean, again, that game was a touchdown away. That was a, a couple couple plays here and there. Things change. Uh, Buccaneers, Browns, same thing. Had to go to overtime. I picked the Buccaneers, a one score game. I took the Titans. You guys took the Bengals. Bengals won twenty to sixteen. Another one possession game. They were all really close. So at least in my theory, I was right there. I wasn't too far off. Um, oh yeah, try to justify it. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's I, it, I am justifying it by my thoughts of why they could win. It was right there, less than a touchdown away. I'll take those odds. Uh, Texans get their asses kicked by the Dolphins with Kyle Allen at quarterback for the Texans. Uh, I don't know if you saw that quote today from Kyle Allen. They interviewed him about going up against Miles Garrett for the first time. No, uh, I didn't see. They, were, they were teammates in, at A and M, and Kyle Allen's like, I just asked him like please go easy on me or something like that. Like he's like, please be nice. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on there. I mean, again, Browns Texans, spoiler alert, Brown should win this game pretty easily. It's just a matter of how they end up winning it. Is Deshaun going to look a little rusty? Is there going to be a chemistry issue between guys? But they are, they're one of the worst teams in football, the Houston Texans. They're starting Kyle Allen, a quarterback they've given up. So We'll see what happens there, but they lose 30 to 15 to the Texans or to the Dolphins. The Dolphins ended up resting most of their players in the second half, which hurt me from getting my uh, Tyreek Hill bold prediction. But I have a new bold prediction this week, and I'm very excited to go over that with you guys. I hope you guys have your bold predictions ready as well. We'll find out when we go over picks. I got one. You do? Hell yeah. Kyle, what about you? I do have one. My bold predict came close last week, didn't it? Just kidding. He didn't get off the fucking couch. Yeah, I, I tried to tell you before the game even ended. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Fournette's a benched, b really hurt. Next thing you know, he, he didn't even he wasn't even active. I was gonna text you and change my bold predict, but it's okay. it's okay. I mean, I like the that is really bold that you're predicting that a guy who wasn't playing would get 200 yards or whatever your prediction was. So that's true. Uh oh, we'll talk about that, Chipper. When we do the uh, the Browns the preview for the Texans, I'll talk about that. So let me make a note of that uh, really quickly. Watson Media. Uh, but anyway, we'll get back to picks or, or to last week's games. Jets beat the shit out of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Mike White led the led the Jets against the Bears without Justin Fields, thirty-one to ten, pretty ugly game. Uh, Washington Commanders nineteen to thirteen win a bit of a nail biter over the Falcons. Panthers beat the shit out of the Broncos. That was a fun one. Um, did you happen to see Tim? Tim doesn't didn't fuck around last week, and he took Carolina. He told me I didn't realize things were that bad in Denver. Did you see yeah, that, that, that guy yelling at him? Yeah. Did you see that? The, they came off the field, and one of the defensive linemen literally went right up to Russell Wilson, and you couldn't make out what he was saying, but he's just pointing at him and fucking going off in Russell Wilson's face, basically saying, like, we're out there busting our asses, and you fucking suck, and you're making all this money. Like, they went off on Russell Wilson. They hate each other. Um, Did you see what Russell Wilson said at the end of the game to try to justify what was said? No, no, I didn't. So they interviewed him at the end of the game, and he's like, you know, what was said to you? And, and Russell Wilson's like, yeah, he, he told me we have to get going, and I agree with him. We have yeah, to really get sure going out there. Like, bullshit. I also loved that uh, there was a report that came out that Sierra, his wife, threw uh, a birthday party for Russell Wilson a couple weeks ago or whatever, and it was like an off night for the players, and like less than half the team showed up to it. Like nobody even went to his fucking birthday. Like I know that sounds like childish shit, like in elementary school of like, Oh, he didn't go to my birthday. But like being an adult, being a teammate like that, blatantly skipping your quarterback's thing—that's that's a slap in the face. I, I, I the things are things are bad in Denver, dude. That's uh, some shit out of the draft day where they asked the they asked the college person come out and how many people went to his birthday party and nobody. Yeah, went. that's that's legit. And when you see that with Denver, I mean, they put a lot of money and a lot of draft picks invested into him. 
my buddy that's the uh, the Seahawks fan fucking loves watching Denver lose every week because that just means he's getting a top five pick. Um, moving on, the Ravens lose to the Jaguars 28-27 to with a bold <laughs> two-point conversion to end the game for the Jags. Another bold two-point conversion for the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Arizona Cardinals 25-24. to Raiders win in overtime 40 to 34. Josh Jacobs with like an 85 yard run to win. The Raiders. That was a fucking wild game. Um, Seattle just didn't have it. I really thought Seattle could have won that game. And they, there were opportunities. I mean, again, it went to overtime, but Josh Jacobs just ran a mud hole through them. That was ugly. Um, Chiefs beat the shit out of the Rams. The Rams are lifeless. They're done. Speaking of lifeless, Niners win 13 to zero against the Saints. Saints didn't even bother showing up. Eagles 40 to 33 against the Packers. Aaron Rodgers actually kept them in that game, gets hurt. Jordan Love comes in, still keeps them in the game. That was a pretty fun one to watch on Sunday night. And then Monday night football, again, we had the shit show, the Steelers against the Colts. We had two teams that at one point looked like neither wanted to win. Both quarterbacks were like, fuck it. I don't care what's going on. Let's just do whatever we can. I don't even care. I'm throwing with my eyes closed a couple times. It looked like it. Um, kind of an ugly end to the week, but a lot of games thrown in there that were actually pretty good. Uh, a lot of good ones in there. Nothing nothing really too wild. I wrote down a couple notes. You know, Ravens lose. That's huge for the Browns. Obviously keeps the division alive for us. We just have to get some big division wins here. We have three division games coming up to end the season. Um, the more these <laughs> lose, Tim's I saw that it, it's, it's technically Tim. We'll, you'll see the score in a minute. Tim is now 24 and 10, so he's doing all right for himself. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, but, yeah, so I made a note of that again. Just keep a look at. At AFC teams. That's really what we need to look at as Browns fans. Um, we were going to talk, we were going to recap the OSU Michigan game, but we won't do that today. We'll actually save that for Saturday because there's not a whole lot to talk about. It was ugly. Uh, we've got a lot of thoughts, but we'll save that for Saturday. So those of you watching right now, if you want to hear our thoughts on that game, uh, check us out Saturday morning, nine o'clock at Dynatech live on remote. We will talk about it there. Speaking of Ohio state, they're down by 10. The basketball team is to Duke the coach K list. Duke Blue Devils are up 39 to 29. Just saw that on the, the head main page there of ESPN. And because we're a little behind on time, that's why I'm skipping the OSU thing. We are going to go right into uh, the up, Let's go into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys know where I stand with Ohio State. I'm not a diehard fan. So for me, it's like, whatever. They lost. I just went on with my day. It didn't make or break. Like, I'm not a diehard like that fucking dude, that buck nut guy or whatever that goes to the games. That's fucking wild. Uh, we brought your nephew back to work today. Uh, there he is again. There he is, my little buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, bring it on over. This was last week? Oh, this week? All right, we got Dave's picks this week. Dave, an honorary talking about balls member this week. We're going to go over what he's got. All right. Let's get right into it. We've got Thursday uh, can night. We, uh, can we please read the scores first? I just want to make sure we're on the same page. They're up there. If any of you don't know how to read those, then I'm shocked you were able to find our show tonight. Picks <laughs> are very visible for all of you at home. Uh, I will not be saying them out loud, though. It makes me feel bad. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, first up, we have Thursday night football. Bills against the Patriots. I think we're all going to be pretty much in unison on this one, but you never know. Uh, I am going with the Buffalo Bills. They have looked... A little iffy at times, but I do think they are the overall better team. Uh, the Patriots are doing what they can, but at the same time, they're just not, they don't have the talent anymore. Uh, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady, clearly. Although he looked really good against the Vikings, I'll give him that. I just think Buffalo is going to be a little bit too much for New England to overcome, especially uh, just coming off that Thanksgiving win. 
for the Buffalo Bills. I think that gave them a lot of momentum. And they're coming off, you know, three two straight weeks of, well, they dominated the Browns, but I was going to say weeks of close games because I forgot about the Vikings game was after the Browns or before the Browns game. But either way, uh, I, I take the Bills in this one, I think, pretty easily. And Dave does as well. Uh, yeah, give me the Bills in this one. However, I do think that, I mean, this defense could give, give, give Allen – Give Allen some um, um, some trouble. So my bold predict for the week: three interceptions thrown by Josh Allen. This is your bold prediction: three ints. Yes. Water Buffalo Williams. I like it. I still think they. I still think they win. Buffalo wins. I'm picking Buffalo, but I mean, I, I would mean, almost, I'd have to look that up. Is there? Uh, I'm sure there's a stat somewhere. Has a team ever like how many teams win when their quarterback throws three interceptions? That's hard to overcome. It's gonna be it's gonna be a close game because I mean their offense for New England can't really score the ball, but I still think the defense is gonna give Allen some trouble. We will definitely see how that goes. I'm excited for that game. It's finally a you know pretty decent Thursday night game. Some of them are duds, but this one should be pretty good. You got a nice division game. Um, you got the Bills who are obviously battling to try to get a top seed in the AFC, uh, and then you've got the Patriots who are right now just trying to tread water. Uh, as a Browns fan right now, being realistic. We're not catching up to the Bills. The Bills are too good. They're already at eight wins. We're only at four. Uh, the Patriots being at six wins, we obviously want them to lose as much as possible so we can then surpass them. So give me a big fucking Patriots loss. That would be huge for the Browns. So I'm going I'm sticking with it. Uh, but I also just truly think Browns aside, Patriots lose this game. Uh, next up, we have the one o'clock game, Steelers at Falcons. This is a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know really who to pick on this one. This is a 50-50 uh, the Steelers defense can show up when it wants to at times. It can cause some trouble. Um, Dave picked Pittsburgh. We'll start off with Dave's pick there. Uh, but we're going to go with Kyle to start us off because I did the first pick last time. Uh, yeah, so fuck Pittsburgh. Um, we're going with the, the the Falcons here at home. I don't think that – I think the Pittsburgh Steelers just are a fucking horrible team. So give me the Falcons. Uh I want to go with the Falcons too. I want to just because I hate the Steelers. And again, this is part of that. I don't think the Steelers are a threat by any stretch of, of in terms of playoff and or um, a wild card or anything like that. I will say though, I hate to admit this, but on Monday I, I was rooting for the Steelers to win that game because I need the Colts to lose because the Colts are ahead of the Browns right now in terms of wild card. So I was actually rooting for the Steelers, but I, I can't do it again this week. I'm going Atlanta. I have to go. This is a 50-50 game. I got. I always go with the home team on 50-50 games, so I have to go with Atlanta here. I just think Atlanta's playing too bad. They um, really are, dude. They look so like, bad. Like I could see Mariota just handing the ball to TJ Watt a couple times, like, like in Waterboy. Yeah. Like he's gonna be so scared, he just gives it to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going with the owner of uh, Redline Radio on this one. All right. So now Tim's really banned from this fucking show. <laughs> You see, I didn't even really want to say it. I had. I don't want to either. Like, I I, I want to pick the Steelers, yeah. but I can't do it. Like, I I know, like, I'm gonna get a nice. I'll, I'll I'll get a point on Kyle if the Steelers win. I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm sticking with Atlanta. I have to. I can't do it. Fuck that team in Pittsburgh. Those fucking hillbillies. Fuck them. Hate them. That, that, that deserves a ding. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate them. And then yeah, Tim going to Pittsburgh. All right, we see where he stands. Sucking up to the boss I, I just because he's sitting in front stand. of him. <laughs> yeah. 
Tim, Tim's just kissing ass because you know he's all excited. Dave's here. If Dave he brought here, me pizza. Yeah, that's true. He brought him with Papa John's. He buttered up Tim a little bit just to get him to talk nice about the Steelers. All right. At that, at that, at that height that Tim stands right now, he can kiss a lot of ass right there. So it's okay. <laughs> We've got the Packers. We've got the Bears. We've got Aaron Rodgers taking on his children because uh, he is the daddy of the Chicago Bears. Chicago is projected to get Justin Fields back this week. Aaron Rodgers says he's good to go. He'll play. Um, with the Justin Fields injury happening, they also lost Darnell Mooney for the season. They are without Khalil Herbert. They are just so fucking banged up. And I think, you know, obviously Mike fucking White shredded that defense. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day. I think his success against Chicago continues. Give me Green Bay here. Dave is taking uh, uh, Chicago, actually, but I'm going Green Bay. Oh, man. This is a toss-up game for me because part of me wants to think Chicago might pull this one off because just I don't know. Again, Green Bay, what the fuck? Um, and Justin Fields coming back. But, no, the injuries injuries are just too much, I think, for the Bears to overcome. Uh, to your point, you're taking the Packers? Yeah, give me the Packers. To your point where you said, what the fuck with Green Bay, they've actually looked pretty good over the last few weeks. I mean, even against the Eagles on Sunday, they they held their own. I mean, it was a seven-point game. Um, it got ugly at times, but they were able to make some comebacks here and there. They were able to score on, you know, Philly's one of the best defenses in football, and they were able to score with Rodgers and with Jordan Love. So makes me think that they're 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 bad, don't get me wrong, but they're not as bad as they looked in the beginning of the season. So I think they definitely can win this game because, again, the Bears look like they have the worst defense I've, in football, one of the worst. And rightfully so, excuse me, because the Bears did uh, trade away Roquan Smith. They traded away um, Robert Quinn. They got rid of their best defensive players because they're going into a tank mode. So knowing right. that their defense sucks is not that surprising. And I think uh, – uh, Aaron Rodgers takes advantage of that this weekend, kind of reestablishes his dominance. I'm actually torn because in my one fantasy league, I have Aaron Rodgers, and I purposely was holding out for him to uh, to be my quarterback until Watson came back because Aaron Rodgers' bye week is actually next week. So it worked out perfectly that his bye week was going to come right after Watson gets back. But now I'm like, fuck, do I start Watson in his return against a really bad Houston defense where we might run the ball a ton and just kind of ease him back? Or do I go with Rodgers, who's going to establish his dominance against the defense because Mike White just threw for fucking three touchdowns. So I'm kind of torn. It's a league where I'm, I'm battling for the number one seed. So I really have some choices to make, but I'm not going to bore everybody with fantasy talk. But uh, I'm going Green Bay here. Uh, Kyle's going Green Bay. Dave is going with Chicago. Tim, what say you? Um, I'm going to be double-checking my discounts. <clears throat> Discount, double-check like a son of a bitch over there. I love it. He's going with fucking Rodgers. We're going to take some ayahuasca. As soon as Dave leaves, we're going to talk shit about Pittsburgh because that's what Tim does when Dave's not here. I can't fucking oh, wait. I do it when he's here. <laughs> yeah, except for today. I'm telling you, it's because he, he bought him that fucking pizza. Yeah, that's... I saw... When I walked in, I'm, I'm, I got Tim with a plate of pizza. He's putting chapstick on. He's ready to kiss Dave's ass all night. But anyway... It's I, like I, the I, Vince McMahon days back in the day where Vince pulls his pants down and he later be able to smack Rue in the ass. One of the funniest cheeks. things that he made people kiss his ass on Raw. That was so fucking great. Wrestling will never be that good again. That was, the, that was one of my favorite shit. Um, next up, we got to battle the animals at the zoo here. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Detroit Lions in Ford Field. The Lion is minus one Jacksonville. They think it's going to be a pretty fucking close one. Um, I'll go Lions. Tim starting us off, coming in fucking hot. He's ready to go with the Lions. Going Lions. This one's close because, again, Vegas having it at minus one, especially for Jacksonville, means it's pretty much a wash. Um, oh shit! Chipper never gets pizza from Dave. Oh god, here's the drama. 
<laughs> All right. To be fair, Dave knows he has to keep me happy. Yeah. I'm here every fucking day. We got a war going on right now. I think uh, Chipper, I thought it was Lee's week to get pizza. Doesn't he bring pizza to the studio with you guys? <laughs> he picks it up on his way. Um, all right. So we got Jacksonville and Detroit. Dave going with Jacksonville. Tim going with Detroit. I will, I guess, get a start. Or, no, I, I started us off with Green Bay. This is Kyle starting us off. Because <clears throat> um, I, I the most Kyle. of the year this year. I'm, yeah, I'm you're going to line this year. I mean, the Lions, I'll give them credit. I hate Dan Campbell. I think he's a fucking. I think he's a hacky coach. I think his 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 rah-rah attitude, the the stories of him throwing shit around at his interviews, he just seems like a fucking annoying dude. However, you've got Doug uh Doug Peterson, the coach of the Jaguars, and you've got players on that team saying basically they're like Urban Meyer was a fucking joke. They're like, I would die for Doug Peterson. So for me, it's like you got two coaches who who can really rah-rah their teammates. Um I'm gonna go a little opposite here just because I can. Just because I need to, earn, I need to win back some points. I'm going with Tim. I'm going with the, with. I'm sorry. I'm not going with Tim. I'm going opposite of both of you guys again. I'm going Jacksonville. I am going with Dave, because for this one, I normally would go with the home team, but I'm also going to go with the better quarterback. And I think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. So for that reason, I'm going with Jacksonville. And the growth and the the lead gets bigger, folks. I mean, I can only either make a comeback or I can go down further. There's only two options for me here, so I got to start swinging. It's getting you're, you're much better when you go down further, by the way. So that's okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You you said that a couple weeks ago, and I tied that shit up pretty quickly, pretty pretty quickly. Next up, Mike White and the Jets taking on Kirk Cousins and the and the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. <laughs> Early line right now is minus three Minnesota. Uh, I'll start us all off. Give me the home team. Give me, give me Minnesota. I think that Mike White, Mike White magic was a fluke against a really shitty defense, and I think Minnesota's going to come out here and establish that they're actually one of the better teams in the NFC. I know what that noise sounds. I know what that, that old boy was. So hear me out. <laughs> the Vikings are a great team. But I feel like the Jets are going to ride that Mike White magic into this week right now. And I think they're going to surprise the world this weekend when they beat the Minnesota Vikings. I I just think Minnesota's defense is so much better, not even close compared to um, uh, Chicago, that it's going to be a different animal for them to come uh, come up against right now. And I I mean, Minnesota's riding high off that big Thursday night football. Well, it was Thursday night, but also Thanksgiving night. Uh, when I think Justin Jefferson going up against Sauce Gardner is going to be a fucking incredible matchup all game. Sauce Gardner is one of the best corners in the NFL right now, uh, let alone rookie. And I, I, I just really think it's going to be a great matchup on Sunday, but give me advantage Minnesota. I just think Dalvin Cook, I think Adam Thielen, uh, TJ Hawkinson, you've got a lot of talent now in Minnesota. The Jets just aren't going to be able to keep up with that because you got Mike White. Uh, they traded for for uh, that running back from from Jacksonville early in the season. I forgot his name, James Robinson. I don't know if you saw that. He's out there bitching now because he didn't get to play on Sunday. He's saying he doesn't know what his role is with this team. Why did they trade for him? There's a little little confrontation going in the locker room. Obviously, Zach Wilson got benched. I'm guessing he's not too happy about it. So a little little disgruntled shit happening with a young team. Uh, this is potentially where you see the wheels fall off. Wouldn't be surprised if the Jets only win another game or two for the rest of the season and. They can only win one or two games by losing most of them. So this is going to be a loss in my book. Give me Minnesota. You're going to the Jets. So my comeback is fucking 
Going to be alive and well next week. Tim? Going with the Vikings. Hell yeah. When Tim's on my side, I feel good. And I <laughs> that was a sincere pick. That wasn't Tim kissing my ass like he does to Dave. That was a sincere pick when he looked at me in the eyes right there and said, give me Minnesota. I said well, the- I can't. Terrible. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't see where Tim's right hand is right now. It looks like it's under the table doing a little magic, though. So. Tim knows what he's doing. I'm sure he does. He's buttering me up. I love it. He had to win me back. He was losing me for a minute by kissing Dave's ass. He won me back though with that Minnesota pick. We're back. We're on the same page. I love it. I know. I'm saying. He's good. He's good. <laughs> and Dave is going with Minnesota as well. Uh, next up, we've got Washington against the uh, the Giants. The Commanders against the Giants should be a pretty good one. Um, uh, division game: seven and five Commanders against the seven and four Giants. Uh, the East is fucking wild in the NFC, to be honest. So this is a really good game. This is going to kind of like loser might be fucked. Like your, your season might be over after this game because these are the two teams at the bottom of the East. So uh, this is a tough one. Right now, we've got the line at two and a half Washington. Uh, with that being said, it is Kyle's pick. So I'm going to put the pressure on him. <clears throat> no pressure. I think this is a pretty easy pick. I think the commanders take this one. I think the giants are just kind of not, they're kind of show their true colors a little bit. So, uh, Damn it. I was hoping you're going giants. Me, I'm going Washington. Give me, yeah. Give we got a Timmy Washington commanders. You heard that name. We <laughs> have, uh, we have talking about balls going directly against Dave. Cause we were, we're three against one right now. Dave is the only one, the lone wolf picking the New York giants this week. It's a lot of balls in Dave's face. Let's see what he does. For everyone it. else, it hey, is just Dave. Tell me how my ass tastes. Dave is just surrounded by balls right now in, in the in the in the picks. Your ass probably what tastes like pizza right now. <laughs> probably does actually. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Tennessee Titans against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Tennessee's good, not great. A lot of rumors with them. We could talk about that on Saturday about uh, Mike Vrabel being linked to Vrabel. the Ohio State job. Uh, could be interesting to keep an eye on something to see there. Tennessee right now is battling for the one seed in the AFC South, but coming off a tough loss against Cincinnati, I don't think they get back on track here against the Eagles. Give me Philadelphia on this one. Fly, Eagles, fly. Give me Philly here. I forgot about Tim's noises. I love that. We need to keep that going tonight. And Dave is also going Philly, so we got a four-way sweep right there. Uh, Next up. Broncos against the Ravens. Uh, really quickly, I will start off. I'll do the pick first because I also have my bold prediction in here. And, bold uh, predict too. You got yours in this one too. Yes. We might have the same bold prediction here. Let's let's find out. I got. I'm going Baltimore with the win. Uh, however, I, I'm going to hold to that even if Lamar doesn't play. I don't know if you guys saw Lamar Jackson left practice today with a quad injury. Uh, but if they do have to go to their backup, I forgot his name. He played us last year. Uh, Huntley. whatever. Huntley. Yeah. Uh, Huntley. He. Uh, Tyler Huntley, yeah. So if Tyler Huntley plays, I still think advantage uh, Baltimore. But my he's better bold, than Lamar. Yeah, he, he actually is, I think. My bold prediction, Russell Wilson gets benched. Oh, my God. Is that your fucking yes. – are you shitting me? I swear to God. <laughs> I wrote that before I left. I wrote Rusty Wilson bench. That's my bold prediction. I wrote that yes. hours ago. I swear Tim and I did not talk. But, no shit. Yes, that's my bold prediction. Hell yeah, so, dude. I mean, maybe I'll switch mine now, but I swear to you. No, I like – the spontaneity of it, I love it. We got a bold prediction from Dave. I could see that too. He says Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. I don't even know if that's that bold of a prediction. I thought he should have been fired two weeks ago. <laughs> I think it's a bold it's bold prediction to say he's going to stay hired is the bolder prediction at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely coaching. I mean, when you have your head coach come in and so far in his, what have they played? They are 
They're three and eight. They've played 11 games. Nathaniel Hackett has been stripped of his play calling duties. He has been, they had to hire a guy to help with clock management. That's oh, yeah, not a good fired. sign. He's fired. That's not a good sign. Yeah, he's, he's done. He's a, he's a, he's a dead man walking. Um, so Dave's going with Hackett's getting fired. I'm going with benched Russell Wilson. And I'm not talking, I, I will be, there will be an asterisk. I'll be, I'll be very specific. He's not going to get benched because it's a blowout. It's not going to be like the situation of it's, it's 40 to three. Let's just put in the backup. I mean, they are going to be bad decisions. Yeah. They're going to be down by like seven to 10 points. And they're going to say, fuck it. Russell, go to the bench right now. We don't know what's wrong with you, but go to the bench. Like two to three interceptions and like yeah. literally come out the game. Like more teammates yelling at him, yeah. basically telling the coach, like, get this fucking guy off the field or I'm not playing anymore. And they're going to be like, Russ, sorry, buddy. Get, <laughs> yeah. get to stepping. It's a chemistry thing at this point. So it's I agree. Like, I agree. So that's the reason why I was going with that. Like it, it, it's, it's really bad. Um, for it to be the way it is, you know what I mean. Putting number, aren't three. you? Aren't 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 Man. you too fucking cute over there? You know, jerking <laughs> yeah. each other off and having the same. You know, I told you when he looked me in the eyes and we fucking locked eyes, we we made the same pick. I was like, we're back, we're fucking back right now. And then we both had the same bold prediction. Shit's getting wild in here right now, Kyle. So just for just for uh for the show's sake, ah, yes, thank you. More birds. I love it too because it's like without without Kyle here, we don't have that buffer in the way. So I got Tim and I making that eye contact. That's the connection we're feeling right now. That's how we got that Russell Wilson prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me the Ravens here. That's an easy pick. All right, and then Russell Wilson bench double predictions, and we have Dave also going with Baltimore there. So another four way sweep. Uh, Cleveland at Houston is next. We always save that one for last, so let's skip that one for now, fellas. Seattle against the Rams, pretty easy one. I'll just go first here because they already ruled out Matt Stafford. They ruled out Cooper Cup. They've ruled out Aaron Donald. They ruled out Allen Robinson, who's on IR. Um, I think I'm forgetting people. They have so many people on IR right now, it's not even funny. The Rams are fucking awful. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Um, give me Seattle pretty easily in this one. Yeah, Tim, help me out here with who I'm picking. Yeah, another – we need. To- <laughs> I love that all the birds just sound identical. I love that about it. Like, imagine if you're a bird watcher, you just keep you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, they, what bird sounds like this? <laughs> Little do they know that it's it's technically like three or four different birds, according to Tim. They just all sound like that's the best part about it. <laughs> I love the caca. Everyone's like, what fucking team is that? Um, but yeah, so Seattle for everybody. And then uh, Dave, the lone wolf here going at the Rams. I don't know if Dave made these picks a little early if he didn't know about all those injuries, but I don't think Seattle, I don't think the Rams stand a fucking chance. You think? We'll see. We shall see. By looking at this list I see in front of me, he's not alone in that pick. Oh, who else was that, Lee's? I don't know. Well, it couldn't have been Lee's. Oh, it was Lee? Oh, I just oh, I figured he mailed it in because he doesn't come here that often. <laughs> <laughs> if that was Lee's, I thought it would have some creases in it from the envelope it was in. And there's uh, a crease at the bottom. Oh, there is? Okay, he, he did mail it. <laughs> that thing was sent Pony Express over the weekend. He got that in here. The, the of birds, it, it, it dropped off right now. <laughs> Stork brought it. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the picks. We've got a – this is probably the game of the week, I think, one of. Um, this is why I don't think Roger Goodell will be at the Cleveland-Houston game because he might be at this one. You've got the Dolphins and the 49ers. I think that's a really fucking good matchup. This really interesting. You think, you think, you think this is the pick. game of the week? It's up there. I think this one and the next one we'll talk about with the Chiefs and Bengals. I think that those two are the top two games, <clears> in my <throat> opinion. In terms of just like what I'm interested in watching and what I think could be like really good matchups, these are two ones. Because, of course, 
the the Dolphins right now are one of the best teams in the AFC, and the Niners yeah. are one of the hottest teams in the NFC. Great defense. They have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they're playing really well on offense, and again, their defense is shutting people out. Um, but I'll, I'll jump ahead really quick before we make our picks. And then chiefs Bengals, a rematch of the AFC championship from last year. So a couple of really good games right now or this weekend, but let's get back to the task at hand. Dolphins 49ers. Uh, what say you, Kyle, start us off. my friend. <clears throat> I think that defense is going to be well-prepared for that offense. He's bringing to the, uh, to this game. Um, they've seen it a lot. So I think they're prepared to uh, handle it. Their defense is legit. I think Jimmy G goes out there has another great game. Give me the 49ers in this game. I'm with you on that. I was thinking the same exact thing. You got Mike McDaniel, who came directly from underneath Kyle Shanahan there in 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 San Francisco. So who knows what offense Mike McDaniel is going to run more than Kyle Shanahan. Um, but a little bit of vice versa, though. Mike McDaniel probably knows what's in store for them. But I'll take the guy with the veteran coaching ability that's been to a Super Bowl, that was a game away from a Super Bowl last year, uh, consistently makes the Niners a really good team, even though – Talent-wise, it's not always the best. So I'm with you. Give me the Niners here in this one. Big Niners. And Dave is going with Miami. Another lone wolf pick for Dave. He's going to Miami. So next year, uh, Steel City, you guys got to start keeping track of your scores so we can put all the numbers up at the same time. I'd be curious to see the comparison on that. I think, <clears throat> I think it would be good. I think it would be nice. Yeah. Next year, instead of doing an individual competition, we can do a show competition on picks. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Show versus show. We'll do that next year. Um, that wouldn't even be fair to those guys. No, I mean, it would be over by like half of this season, but it'd be fun for the beginning. Producer versus producer. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah the, oh, wait. The, the losing, <laughs> the losing teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the show with the worst combined picks gets Lee as the producer. That's the punishment. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, and, and, and for that reason, I'm out. This is, uh, <laughs> This is like Lee's birthday special all over again, just roasting him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm going with the Niners there. Now we got the Chiefs and Bengals. Uh, for me, uh, I think Kansas City is the best team in football uh, by far. I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. The Bengals have kind of treaded water to win their last couple games. They, they barely beat Pittsburgh. They barely beat the Titans. Uh, I think the Chiefs are a different animal. Uh, they are at home, but I don't think Cincinnati really provides much of a home field advantage. So, Give me, uh, give me the Chiefs. So here we we need we need a Bengals loss for two reasons: division and AFC. That, right? that too. Right. And I'm also just going strictly on football basis. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are the better team. Yeah, and I think we talked about this before. I think the Kansas City Chiefs kind of hold back in every game they play. They're not really giving their fullest. Um, they'll probably show a little bit more in this game because they probably have to. But I think the Chiefs take this one pretty easily. Um, what's what sound the Chiefs make if that's who you're going with? Tim? I'm not going with the Chiefs. No shit, Bengals make a noise. Give me a roar, buddy. At least make it interesting. <laughs> He's going Bengals. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna give her a little bit of reason behind it. Um, you know, with with you know them having, they always find a spark somewhere to have some reason to you know really win. I mean, this is almost identical to last year. Yeah. Because at, at the halfway point of the season, give or take, obviously we play 17 games now, so it's not a halfway, but. They were five and four, yeah. just about five hundred, and then nobody really took them seriously, and they went on a fucking roll and went to the Super Bowl. So this is about they are what getting they're Jamar Chase back this week. So I don't think I don't think you know this is necessarily them saying we're back, um, but I mean winning this game would be that's a huge, it, huge stepping huge stone for them. them. And I think uh, you know 
their their staff is gonna put that bug in their ear, and I think they're gonna get the they're gonna they're gonna win by a close. It's gonna be a close game. Bold bold pick from my man Tim. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty bold pick. Not alone though. Dave also went with Cincinnati. Wow. So we got two people picking them. Two people that want to be wrong this week for whatever reason, but uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Chiefs fan though. Like Priest Holmes, my favorite running back. Yeah, I mean, time, I so. I know they're in the AFC, and I'm supposed yeah. to hate them, but I love the Chiefs. Yeah. Like watching Cleveland Heights boy Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It, big, seeing what he does is fan. incredible. Yeah. Mahomes is amazing to watch. Like I, I love watching the Chiefs play. Honestly, yeah. like if if the Browns can't be in the Super Bowl, I want the Chiefs to represent the AFC every year. Personally, here's a, here's a small side note too: is Mahomes just gave birth to a, you know has his just had his first baby. He gave he might birth. Be a little, he, might, he might be tired this week, so who knows? That might be it too. I like to think with the money he has in his bank, he can't hear that baby sleep and crying <laughs> in another room. His wife is like basically she's in the guest house. He doesn't even know that that baby's in there. I don't know. I mean, as a dad, I don't think you do that. No, I, I don't think so either. He's Tom Brady. That's why he's divorced. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes is going to be a little bit more of a of a hands-on father. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Um, Chargers Raiders, a battle of the AFC West. This is another one where it's kind of tough for me. I want the Raiders to win because that would help us. It sucks because we have the same record as the Raiders. So obviously this is kind of a double-edged sword. But since the Chargers have six wins, it's like you want them to, to drop a little bit. Because I think the Chiefs are walking out of the West, so the the, the Chargers are, are aiming for a wild card spots. So you need to affect that. Um, with that being said, though, I don't think the the Raiders have the ammunition to keep up with the Chargers. Chargers have looked pretty good lately. Uh, their defense is playing really well. Their offense is playing really well. Uh, give me the Chargers in this one. Yeah, I just don't trust the Raiders. I mean, I, 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 I can't don't them either. Yeah. So uh, yeah, give me the Chargers in this one. This one was actually tough. It is. Uh, it is honestly a tough one. I mean, Vegas has it at one and a half Chargers. Like that's it. That, that's a that's a really tight spread. But uh, I'm gonna go with the yeah. balls. who doesn't like a tight spread. Going with the Chargers. Yeah. We love a tight spread. <laughs> and Dave, uh, I'm sorry, Dave went with Cincinnati. I said that, and then Dave is going with the Chargers also. So a four four <clears throat> four person sweep on that one as well. Uh, Sunday night football. You've got the Colts against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't even really need to go around. I think everyone's gonna pick Dallas here pretty fucking easily. Um. I mean, I could see this being like Dallas winning by like 30 points. This could be a blowout. Pretty ugly game. Uh, mystery picks have in- Indy. Really? Lee took Indy? That explains a lot. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Basically, Tim, if you've made any of the same picks since that paper, you need to re- reevaluate. Your- Actually, I think a lot of them I went out. <laughs> Good. That's You're doing the right thing. Lee, I, Lee, uh, doesn't have, Lee doesn't have cable at home. He's just watching old 1998 highlights yeah, of the Colts. Peyton Manning plays for the Colts. So he's like, yeah, give me them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for me, I honestly, I think the Cowboys win by 30 or, you know, 20 plus is going to be a blowout in my opinion. So give me, give me the Cowboys pretty easily. I'm assuming I speak for everybody else. America team. The Browns. Mm, right. They're the real America's team. I just right. want to hear. I want to hear Dave say the word Cowboys, though. Doesn't he? He's not like not allowed to say it. Dave can say Cowboys. I mean, they try not to. Angels, oh, Angels, not watching. He's allowed to say it on this show. But uh, either way, Dave had Dallas winning as well, so that's pretty pretty easy pick. Uh, no, Dave did not take the Raiders. Chipper, he he went with the Chargers. And then Monday Night Football, we've got washed ass Tom Brady against the terrible New Orleans Saints. Uh, begrudgingly, I'll watch a little bit of this game because it's Monday Night Football, but. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders or with the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, just because the Saints are that bad. So give me the Buccaneers by default. Well, you're going Saints. What? Give me the Saints in this one. Gladly. I, I, 
I, I, I just I think the Saints have the Bucks number sometimes, but yeah, give me the Saints. All right. As much as I fucking hate Tom Brady, I, I can't. I can't. They just got shut out. They're, they're, they, they've scored, I think, three points in the last like two weeks. The Saints, they're fucking ass. I, I just don't think it gets better for them, especially on the road being in Tampa after uh, a hard loss. Yeah. After like Tom Brady's pissed. He, I'm sure he takes everything to heart still. Uh, so yeah, give me Tampa Bay and same with Tim. So thank you, Kyle, for giving me that extra point to, to catch up to you. And Dave went with Tampa Bay as well. And now we get to the Browns and the Texans. I mean, again, easy. I think it's going to be a clean sweep for everybody. I'll speak. I'll let Dave's pick go first. Dave took Cleveland. Also, I'm going to be taking Cleveland. I assume you guys are all taking Cleveland, but I don't want to speak out of school. Kyle, if you would like to, for me to gain another point here, I'll gladly write Houston. You just say the word. Not any chance. I like to take our home team. Unlike you sometimes when you took the wrong team last week. So, we were three and seven. Was it that fucking bold of a pick for me to go against them? <laughs> I didn't even get Tim's pick. I just wrote Cleveland. I assume that's who you're going with. I mean, it was a no brainer. It was a no brainer. I'm guessing Lee took Houston. No, actually, <laughs> actually, he took the Browns. He did the right he thing. Took the, he took the Oilers in this game, is what he took. Yeah, so. he's like, give me Earl Campbell and the Oilers. I think they're going to have a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> He probably doesn't. He's like, he's going to rewatch this. And Warren Moon guys, I haven't, haven't watched in a while. It's been a couple of weeks since I bought Madden. Um, all right. So yeah, I'm going with, with Houston or with Cleveland over Houston on Sunday night or on Sunday afternoon. Deshaun Watson's return. I think it's going to be kind of sluggish, but it's going to be fun. I, I'm excited to see what he can do with this team. What Kevin Stefanski is going to do with him. Um, I, I don't expect too, anything too crazy. I think they're going to be pretty vanilla. Um, but I also could be dead wrong because I don't really know what it's like behind the scenes. I don't know how conditioned Deshaun Watson is, how ready he is for, for games. So maybe to us, we think he's going to come out and they're going to hand it off a ton. We're going to run the ball 30 times. Plus, you know, we're not going to do a ton and maybe we do come out and we have trick plays. We've got a lot of RPOs. We let Deshaun Watson kind of cut loose against a really bad defense. For me personally, I, I kind of look at this as treat this game almost like a preseason game. But, but in a safe way, uh, do enough to win, try to win the game by like a touchdown. Don't, don't make it a close last possession game, but fuck around a little bit. You're facing the Texans. You have a little bit of wiggle room here to kind of get some shit out of your system. Test some plays out that you, you've been wanting to try out, test out some offensive formations that you might not have been able to do with Jacoby Brissett. Um, Deshaun's got a big fucking arm. Go deep a ton. I'm excited to see us go deep. We go deep every once in a while with Jacoby. Um, as I've said before, a lot of times what will happen is deep tissue massage. Uh, let's save those for when we get out of Houston. We already learned our lesson for that one. Let's save those for when we get back home. But we we saw it with Jacoby. He goes deep a lot. And, and the problem with that, though, is he doesn't have the strong arm. So you see uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has to stop, catch the ball, fall down. You have guys that have to like change their routes a little bit to, to, to catch Jacoby passes. You saw David and Joku on Sunday tried to get that defensive pass interference call. They didn't give it to him because Jacoby's accuracy was way off. These are things that I think Deshaun Watson's not going to mess around with and he's not going to struggle. And I think we're going to see an entirely different offense. I think Nick Chubb's going to have a huge game because the defensive backs, the linebackers are going to have to play off the line a little bit because they have to respect Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm really excited for Watson to be here. Like I'm like, this is the most excited I've been for, for a Browns game in a long, long time, even though we're four and seven. Uh, the future is bright. This is where we finally get to see our franchise quarterback 
we finally have one in Cleveland. And um, I'm just really excited to let this one happen. We'll do, we'll do a, a deeper, thorough breakdown on Saturday because we have an hour for the show. We'll talk, you know, the Ohio State-Michigan game. We'll do a little more of a, of a preview for the Browns in Houston. And Chipper, to your question earlier about him not talking to the media, I agree with you completely. I saw your Facebook post of basically like, what's the point? They're just going to ask him, are you remorseful? Are you sorry for what you did? Do you really need to hear him say like, I stand by what I said. I didn't do anything, you know, whatever. Or he's going to come out and give you lame answers. He's going to say, you know, I've moved on. I served my punishment. I'm just here to play football. I'm not here to talk about the past. People are going to say, oh, what a piece of shit. He's not talking about it. It's a lose-lose for Watson. And also the media that he's talking to are a bunch of guys who, for the most part, for the last year, have been writing probably discouraging, degrading articles about him without knowing the facts. You're going strictly off accusation. If you want to have your opinions, that's totally fine. But if you're a professional reporter, try to remain professional. Trying to blacklist this guy because of some allegations, I think is unprofessional because again, it's an allegation. There are multiple times, look at a guy like Trevor Bauer, accused of a bunch of shit, ruined his career. And then at the end of the day, they kind of figured out, hmm, I think that woman might've been embellishing a little bit. We might've ruined this guy's life and he's still out of baseball. Um, I love the backgrounds for Kyle. I like the other one with the piano. That looks nice. Dude, it's windy as fuck. I can see the, the trees out there with the lights moving around. Jesus. Um, I agree. I don't, I don't think he owes them. He owes them nothing. Um, yeah. I think there is something with, you have to, you have to be able to talk to the media because that's why like Marshawn Lynch used to do the, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. So you do have to get the media. Gravy. Yeah. Just go out and say, say whatever. Like don't, don't go full Marshawn Lynch, but also just stay like, I'm only talking about the game. And if a guy's like, how did it feel playing after those allegations? Just be like, Felt great playing with my teammates today. We're focused on winning and we know we want to play. We, we look forward to next week, like things like that. Stick to very professional, very boring answers. That's really all you can do. So not Marshawn Lynch, but maybe Russell Westbrook. We did a good job executing. Yeah, I would, that, I'm okay with that. Stick it to like basically like boring ass X's and O's. Don't go full crazy with like a bag of Skittles and I'm, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. But just I mean, eventually he's going to, I mean, he keeps answering the same way over and over. Eventually they're going to learn that they're not, he's not going to touch those questions. So they'll have to be forced to ask him actual questions. Yeah. So, I mean, just to, if you have anything you want to add, absolutely. So I was just going to say, no, I mean, honestly, I think the uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is I, I think this is a good team. Like you said, they're going to have for him to go fuck around with. I think I want to see that, 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 straight down the field just a bomb down the cooper i want him to chuck that ball down there and just see what we got you know get to get people's jones down there too i can't wait to see these guys um get passes in stride and see what they can do with yards after the catch because i think that's where they're dangerous you know um yeah, but mean, I'm, I'm really crazy. excited to see what happens you could see donovan people's jones catch like a 60 yard touchdown pass like we could break some big plays this is where i know fans are not going to want to hear this because he's had some struggles and some issues this is now where Anthony Schwartz becomes a legitimate threat on the field because he does have speed. It's just yeah. we didn't really have a quarterback that could get him the ball. He's got to catch it first and foremost. But this is a situation where you, we could really stretch the field and do some things, and this offense is going to take another step. Um, Deshaun Watson is really good throwing to tight ends. He's never had a tight end as athletic and as, <laughs> as talented as uh, David Njoku. What do we got? Oh, the tight end. No, just the tight end comment. He's really good at throwing some shit at tight ends for sure. Yeah, I mean he's he he doesn't have a tight end because of all those massages. It's very loose. He's a very loose dude. 
Uh, but I mean, he's never had a guy like that. He's never had a running back like Nick Chubb. Um, and he was so good with Houston. I just think it's, it's, this is going to be a whole different level for this entire offense and for Deshaun Watson for the rest of his career, at least his career here in Cleveland. Hopefully he ends it here, but time will tell. Um, but I'm really excited. I, I truly can't wait for Sunday. I mean, what's your, I, what's your predict for the score? Honestly, I had it earlier. I text my buddies. Let me double check. So I don't fuck it up. I had it. Um, I had Browns 31, Texans 17. Uh, my issue for the defense is I don't think they come play as lights out as they did against Tampa Bay. I think emotions are going to be really high. This is a big game. I think they, they, they're they going to feel it uh, for Deshaun Watson. They're going to understand the defense. A lot of young guys, a lot of guys like think of a Perry and Winfrey. Think of a Perry and Winfrey who's already a fucking head case who's now going to be on the field getting heckled from fans because he plays with Deshaun Watson. How is he going to mentally like process that? Uh, so part of me is worried. We're going to give up some touchdowns, you know, uh, Damian Pierce, really good running back. He might have himself a little bit of a day against us, but I think our offense is, this is where having Deshaun Watson helps. And we're going to get that extra 10 plus point advantage because of a great quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm going 31 17, but I could definitely see the lead being a bigger, a bigger win for the Browns. Yeah. I, I think I got this. I, I originally have said like 45 to, to 17. Yeah, I wanted to go low. Cause I do think I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in the lane that we're going to be very vanilla. We're going to be very laid back offense. But again, against the Texans, you can kind of swing for the fences every once in a while. So maybe we do put up a 40 spot because they might not be able to stop us. And we have a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's a making a, a tremendous comeback to the league B vengeful game. He wants to get yeah. back to Houston Texans. So does he say, fuck it, coach? I want to put up 50 on these guys. Like I want to, I want to fucking embarrass this franchise. I'm all for it. Put your foot on the like throat. And don't let up. So I hope they win 50 to three. Like that would be fucking phenomenal, but we'll, we'll see a win's a win. I'll take it. Uh, I just, again, Browns fans do not overreact one way or the other. If Watson looks amazing, we are playing the Texans. If Watson looks terrible, he's hasn't played in 700 days. So take care of you did in the beginning of the show. You would have heard our thoughts on it. Oh yeah. Chipper. We were talking about that. You're going to go back and listen. We already, we broke all that down. Uh, so go check that out. You're probably, I don't know. I don't know, are, you, are you just waking up at your age? You probably have been. You went to bed at three o'clock. He's just waking up now to start the day. I don't know how old people work. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they had lights on at the at the nursing home at at eight thirty for him to come check out the end of the show. But that was nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. They all have to wake up and get their warm milk and take their medication, so they had to wake him up. And he's like, "Oh, let me check Facebook." So, congrats. Thanks for joining us. Chip. <coughs> yeah, we went over all that in the beginning of the episode. If you want to check it out. Um, but that's all I got for the Browns and Texans, and now it's time for uh, everybody's favorite segment, and that is just the tip. Timbuk2, start us off, my friend. Uh, well, you know the last what was the last week I did did turkey. Yes, and that was like that that plate looked fucking delicious. <laughs> we were doing some shots, doing a little drinking, drinking some Bush Light, and he puts up this delicious fucking plate of food, and I'm oh, like, oh, so good. And then on top so of good. it, I know that I was going to a bar right after that doesn't serve food, so I'm like, damn it, now I'm really fucking that hungry, sucks. and I got nothing to eat. It wasn't an actual play. It was like a picture off the internet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so you know, I got to come back to the comedy. Um, and this bar does sell food. I'm into that. Yes. Tell me more. It's gonna be the unapologetically funny Christmas edition, Bad Santa. Uh, it's gonna be dope. It's the December seventeenth at eight p.m. Uh, hosted, of course, by well, Lex Vegas is put presenting it. Okay. Um, it's gonna have Chris too much. It's gonna have Miss Petty. Um. It's going to have uh, uh, Derek Lamont. It's going to have D1D. 
Ulysses Dickerson, Precious, and it's going to be hosted by your surely Tim Buck, too. It's a hell of a lineup. Yeah, man. It's, this lineup is going to be fire. Um, the place has good food. Uh, the bar the bartenders are amazing. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a good it's a good time. Uh, it's a free show too, guys. It's a free show. You know, do you don't want to miss it? This lineup, you this is a great lineup, seriously. And it's gonna have it's gonna be a fun time. Like I'm hosting it. Nobody, not a lot of people have seen me host. I I'm very curious to see how you would host because that's totally different than doing a set. It's way different. Yeah, and it's personally my favorite. Really? Yes, I love hosting. This is Tim's time to shine, everybody. It is. So if you come out, have a good time. Fuck yeah! I'm telling you, you will not, you will not be upset. Um, and I mean, who else to get Santa? Who else right to be Santa, but I mean, but another fat guy, fat I'll, jolly guy. I'll be sitting on your lap, that's for sure. Check <laughs> everybody, check that out. That's an old world tavern, 661 East 185th Street, Euclid, Ohio. Again, that's for, uh, Saturday, December 17th, 8 p.m. Free show. You can't be a free show, they do accept donations, of course. It's the holiday, get in the holiday spirit, give a little bit, everybody. Give a little bit, give a little, just a little bit. But yeah, definitely check that out. What a lineup and a free show. You can't be free, dude. I know, right? Literally, pun intended, you can't put a price on free. Okay, sounds great. And then Kyle, you are up, my friend. Yes. So um, my pick this week is a uh, TV show that I was kind of skeptical about going into watching just because this guy's like 95 years old. Um, but I had a good mob story to it. Um, Chipper Tulsa Hacker. King. Uh, <laughs> 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 Tulsa King. Uh, it's Stallone. Obviously, we love Stallone from back in the 80s, you know, 90s, whatever, but. Uh, he plays a mob guy who, who served 25 years in prison for, for crimes he committed. Um, uh-oh, lost my ear. Um, he, um, he served 25 years. He never ratted, never told it anybody. He never talked to anybody. He was basically the good Christian, good, good person in, in prison. He gets out. <clears throat> he, goes and, he goes back to um, his mob boss and basically says, okay, I was a good guy. What do I get? And they said, well, you get shipped off to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, so basically the story is about him getting shipped out there and basically getting started. He started to, uh, create his own corner of the, of the, of the mob world out there. Cause there's nobody else out there. And then the story kind of kicks off after he, he becomes partners with a local, uh, weed dealer who it happens to be legal out there. Um, and, uh, it kind of takes off from there. I'm three episodes in right now. It's, it's, but I'm surprised it's actually a pretty good story. Um, and Salome plays a pretty good mob guy, um, a very believable mob guy. So I recommend it if you if you like the action, if you like it. Um, the same guy who created Yellowstone wrote Yellowstone is also created this and wrote this. So if you like Yellowstone, um, you, you'll probably like this one as well. So check it out. I'll uh, I'll check that one out. I'll probably wait till it's all out. You and I were talking about that earlier. I, I'm a binge watch kind of guy, so right. I'll wait till every episode's out and I'll rip through them in like a weekend or something like that. That's kind of my style. Um, however, I have a hot take. A lot of people probably aren't going to agree with me on this one. I think Taylor Sheridan, the, the co-creator, whatever of Yellowstone, a little overrated. He's uh, he's putting his hands in a little too much right now. And I mean, Yellowstone, I think is an okay show. I really don't think it's as good as everybody hypes it. I've watched every episode, even this season starting off. I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Like these stories are just, I don't know. It, it's not losing me. I'll keep watching, but it's just, I don't know. I don't find it as great as everybody claims. It's fine. 
It's um, like a little far fetched. A little bit. Yeah. Like, especially, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen it, but once anybody that's, if you've seen these episodes and you want to talk about it with me in person, I've got plenty to say about this season so far. Um, oh, this season's trash so far. The story they, is so slow right now. Fucking spinoffs. They just go every 50 years back. They're like, hey, we've got 1883. Then we're going to have 1923. Then they're going to come out probably with 1953 in a couple of a couple of months. And then that fucking Taylor Sheridan dude, he, he did the uh, doing Tulsa King. He must have signed an exclusive contract with Paramount because then he also had uh, the mayor of Kingstown. Just all these fucking shows. He, every show starts you just, off. You said mayors of Kingstown was a good show, though. It was okay. I mean, it, the, the writing on that as well. I think it just must be a Taylor Sheridan thing. The writing on these shows gets so fucking far-fetched and outlandish that I'm watching it. And I'm just like, I'm cringing at home. Like, ugh, like that would never happen. This is so dumb. Like, there's plenty of scenes in all of his shows where I, I say that out loud. Um so I imagine Tulsa King will be no different. I'll watch it, but I will definitely make my complaints because that's just what I do. But I'll check it out when I get a chance. Uh, but for me, my tip of the week is a movie I just had the pleasure of seeing last night. It comes out this Friday in theaters. Violent Night, starring David Harbour from Stranger Things. He, of course, plays Santa Claus. <clears throat> Truthfully, this is John Wick, but a little cheesier and with Santa Claus. Uh, fun movie. It was honestly really entertaining. It was out there. This is like... Do not go into this expecting to watch a serious movie. It's very outrageous, um, but it's fun. They pay homage to a lot of classic Christmas movies. You've got, uh, they, they, they pay homage to Home Alone. They pay homage to Die Hard. Just a lot of Christmas movies, some funny one-liners in it. John Leguizamo was great. It's got, um, forgot her name, Beverly D'Angelo, the mom from National Lampoon's Vacation. She's in the movie. Uh, it's got a pretty decent cast. Uh, if any of you guys watch the show, The Righteous Gemstones, I love that show on HBO. It's a good comedy. Uh, the, the woman that plays the daughter, Judy Gemstone, she's in the movie and she basically plays the same character she does on The Righteous Gemstone. So it's it's really great. Uh, just a fun movie. I truly think this will be something that I watch every year around Christmas time to kind of get in the Christmas spirit, even though it's about, you know, robbing and murdering people and stuff like that. But again, it's a cheesier John Wick with Santa Claus. And it was fun. It was really cool. David Harbour did a great job. Uh, again, I, I I can't wait to see this again when it comes out on demand or something. Uh, if you go see it in theaters, I don't necessarily know if it's worth it. I think this could have been a straight on demand kind of thing. But either way, if you got nothing else to do, there's nothing else at the movies, you're bored. It's winter. There's not shit to do in Cleveland. Go check it out. Go see the movie Violent Night. Comes out this weekend. Uh, Did you, really uh, he, he gave an uh, he gave an interview uh, that said that they're giving him the green light to. I don't know if they're doing a sequel or they're going to bring more characters into this um, this cinematic universe of Violent Night. So I'd be really curious if they bring like more like um, of those type of you know fictional characters um, yeah, into like, people or something. Not that it's spoiling anything, but uh, they they do give the backstory on Santa and why he's such a badass. And I do like I don't again I'll, I'll tell people about this in person. I don't want to spoil anything from the movie, but they go over like the magic of Christmas and like uh, how it turns you into like being Santa and like it also shows his life before he was Santa. Um, really cool, just a fun movie. It was a like you know, remotely original, uh, different twist on like your, your action movies. Cause you've got the equalizer movies with Denzel. You've got the John wicks, you've got the, the fucking Jack reachers and the Jack Ryan's and everybody else named Jack that gets in a movie where they fight people. Just so many things like that to get one where it's Santa doing the ass kicking and it's David Harbor who, who got in really good shape for stranger things and put all the weight right back on. So he takes his shirt off in a couple scenes. He's got this big belly, um, and it's not CGI. It's legit. It's just cool to see a guy like that kicking some ass and like, he gets his ass kicked back. Like it's not just him dominating the whole thing. Like 
there's a couple parts where you're like, oh shit, how's he going to get out of this one? So it's really cool. Just a fun movie. I highly recommend you guys checking it out, especially for the holidays. Uh, Chipper has a tip. Maverick comes back to theaters for two weeks this weekend. Um, I didn't see it in theaters the first time it was there. I'm definitely not going for this little span. Man, they are, they are milking that. I just, just released the shit to streaming already. I mean, That's I went for Like, I'll watch it when it's on Paramount Plus, but I'm not going to a theater to watch fucking. I mean, Tom they Cruise. got me twice because I went to the theater twice to watch that shit. And I, really? I thought it was. Oh, absolutely. I can't do I mean, it. Tom Cruise, just knowing Tom Cruise is like four feet Tom tall. Cruise. I, I can't take him serious in these action roles. I don't know. It's something that, about that. That just watching that movie in theaters is worth it because it's just the the fight, the planes, and all that shit. Uh, I was kind of cool to listen, but no, it just released the shit to streaming already. It's yeah, that's I'm I mean, I still have never even seen the original Top Gun. I'll watch that eventually, but I just they don't interest me. That still blows my mind. I'm one of those yeah, people yeah. that like when there's a movie that everyone loves and I've never seen it, I'm stubborn to where I'm like, fuck it, I'll just never watch it. Like I've never seen. Probably Wizard never Rock. even seen the Goonies either. Probably. I've seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. That's another one where like everybody loves it. So for me, I'm like, fuck it, I just I'll never watch it. Did you do the truffle shuffle? I was I'm just gonna say, I bet you, I bet you, Tim can do the truffle shuffle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very familiar with the truffle shuffle. I've just never actually really watched the movie. I don't think. I <laughs> I might have when I was a kid. I really don't know. Um, oh, that's great. but that's all I got for every, everything. You guys all, all set. That's all I got. All right, everybody on behalf of talking about balls, the fuck did she just say? Thank you for watching everybody. Oh, let's see you, Kyle. We're going to hang up on you. I think in a second, I guess so. Okay. Next time it just abruptly ended. So see you later, Kyle. <laughs> Redline radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dave Wallenjack, the owner of Redline Radio LLC. And I'm going to take a minute to tell you what we're about here at Redline Radio. Pause. Rewind. I am a 2015 graduate of the Ohio Media School. And one day, I had a dream to own a radio station. Well, not only do I have one, but now I have two studios. One is located at 4941 Pearl Road, Cleveland, Ohio. The other one, which is our state-of-the-art studio, green screen 360 cameras. Top-of-the-line microphones, great producing. That is located at 60 French Street in Berea, Ohio. So interested in, in trauma, trauma and what happens to the body, especially with women. So um, do you have anything that, that happened to you, something that was traumatic for your body that still kind of sits in there and in your mind? The was what was how they were viewed, how they identified themselves. It's paperwork. We currently have 18 shows and growing each day. If you have an idea for a podcast, look us up right there. Redline Radio, LLC. Not only do we have 18 shows, but we have 17 sponsors who have supported us throughout the years. It's also, uh, uh, you just, uh, what? I don't need you to correct me. Every time you make a play or get yardage, there's a holding penalty. Wait, have we actually had positive yardage today?
Rob for this piece of monkey trash. So, why is this movie ranked Being ready to say, y'all can take it up with me. My inbox is open. Facebook, Don Peterson. Instagram, Don Pizzle 216. Inbox me, DM me. Y'all have an issue with what I'm getting ready to say. The show, and I'm your host, Lex Vegas, aka Smarty McFly, aka Peter Popoff, aka King Petty, aka Smarty Belly the Don, aka the notorious Lex.V, aka Dick the Bruiser, aka. You know, so if you have them adult parties, you want to hit up the favorite snack dealer. You can contact her, you can contact AC, and that's at 216-800-3881. IG, your favorite snack dealer, underscore EM for orders. Was a fucking weird one, to say the least. Um, started off with a Christian McCaffrey trade, though. Yeah, did, I didn't see that coming. One through twenty-eight, no, two, two through twenty-eight, slavery. I, I just, <laughs> they weren't. We deserve a chance. <laughs> In fact, two through twenty-eight, slavery, slavery. <laughs> uh, so we gonna read some ads before we go further to the show. Sharing <laughs> information and finding ways to help each other because we're all just trying to make it through. Absolutely. Because like a lot of people like assume that it was just gonna be automatic. No, it's not gonna be automatic, but it is a simple process. Make sure you go to that website. We got it up in the chat and all that good stuff. And I'll say it one more time before we close this uh segment out. came up for me um, as I was I was actually scrolling on TikTok I want everybody to see how I saw it so y'all know uh, if I tell me if I'm tripping or not because I don't know um, but anyway so I, I'm on TikTok I'm scrolling and also if you're looking to join the red light radio family we are currently looking for interns all you gotta do is look me up on facebook at david wallencheck or you can send us a message in our red light radio facebook or instagram i know a lot of you guys out there want to get into the business of podcasting well we can teach you everything you need to know about podcasting here at red line radio llc not only that we can also teach you the media side at red line media group so you can follow us on youtube at red line media group llc and while you're at it can you please go subscribe like and share red line radio llc red line media group again i'm dave wallencheck your owner of red line radio and that's just a little bit of information about us here at the station 